What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 178 of the Tastecast, our weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. My name's Seth, and joining me today on my left, your right, is Chevy. And we got a lot to talk about in terms of the Game Awards coming up this Thursday. We plan on doing a live stream, but on our time, uh, Pacific Standard, we'll be doing it around probably around midnight. We haven't talked about a whole lot, but that's typically when we do these kind of things. Um, and with that, we'll be discussing the nominees. We're a little late on that, but it hasn't happened yet. So we can talk about um, who we think will win, who we want to win. And we will be going through that very soon in this episode. Um, but before we do that, uh, how you doing? Good. Just got uh, done watching Bleach, eating dinner, and now we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, just got straight here and start, started filming. So um, I, uh, I'm very tired. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is going to go very smoothly, I'm sure. But uh, I'm excited to talk about this because every year we watch the Game Awards. And uh, even though some people uh, take it serious, some people don't. Some people think it's stupid. Uh, I enjoy watching it because it's cool to kind of see, um, um, I guess, awards for games being legitimized. Um, you know, it doesn't shape my opinion on uh, what's the game of the year. But it's cool to see uh, what other people think. And also the reveals are always um, a huge pull for me. Um, and then uh, also with that, uh, I want to remind people that we will also be doing our own game of the year discussion um, probably like a week after uh, the Game Awards. So maybe this week or next week. I don't know. We got to figure that out. But it'll be happening soon. So make sure to stay tuned for that uh, soon. Um, yeah. So I'm ready to get this started, though. If you are. Okay. All right, so this is the first uh, taste cast of the month, and that means we got to start with uh, game releases. We're going to talk about what's coming out this month and uh, discuss if there's anything we're stoked about or not stoked about. This is uh, via thegamer.com, and uh, I'm going to go through, and then we'll talk about it. So uh, on December 1st, we got Romancing Saga Minstrel Song Remastered on PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. Then also on December 1st, we got Inscription on Switch. Uh, really good card game. Check that game out. Uh, December 2nd, we have had the Callista Protocol released finally on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. And then on the second as well, we got Marvel's Midnight Suns kind of sneaking out on PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. Uh, also on the second, wow, uh, Need for Speed Unbound, uh, PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. As well, on the second, we got Resident Evil Village Winter's Expansion on Switch. Then on the fifth, we got Hello Neighbor 2, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. And then on the... Did I say sixth or fifth? You said fifth, but it looks like... I can't really tell. The font's kind of small. Well, it's the fifth or the sixth. The font is weird. Um, on the fifth as well, Dwarf Fortress on PC. And then uh, on the fifth... Is that five? No, that's six. Okay. Hello Neighbor 2 is on December 6th, also Dwarf Fortress December 6th. Uh, the font is like weird on our screen right here uh, on PC. And then on December 6th as well, Sky, Children of the Light, PS4, and PS5. And then on the 8th, we got Chained Echoes on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. Then on the 9th, we got Dragon Quest Treasures on Switch. I don't know what that is. Um... Then also on the ninth, we got Choo Choo Charles on PC. I know everybody's really excited for that one. Um, High on Life is also coming out on the 13th for Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. 
also on the 13th, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. And then Neon White comes out on PS4 and PS5 on the 13th. And then on the 14th, we got The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt on PS5 and Xbox uh, series. I believe that is the next-gen upgrade. Mm. And then on the 16th, we got Resident Evil 7 Biohazard on Switch. And last but not least, Valkyrie Profile Lenith on PS4, PS5 on the 22nd. Chevy, what games are calling out to you on the 5th or 6th of December? Um, a lot of uh, the games on this list. Uh, Romancing Saga is something I'm interested in, but it's not really like a priority for me. Um I don't really have like a big history with the saga games so um but if i can find time i do plan on picking that up at some point uh dragon quest treasures if i'm not mistaken is the side game slash like prequel style game with i can't remember the dude's name he was the blue-haired rogue character in the last dragon quest and his sister going oh. and collecting treasure and stuff like that interesting uh, if i'm i could be wrong like uh, it's hard to tell from just the name alone. Uh, Crisis Core, I, it, I'm picking up, and I need to find time to play, apparently. Uh, might have to put Harvestella on a second pause to get through another game. Damn. Uh, Neon White, I have on PC. Uh, I've played a decent amount of it. It is a fun game. It is cool to see it coming to console. And I think Valkyrie Profile Lenith is an older one that had also came with uh if you had pre-ordered the new valkyrie profile that came out and i think this is just a standalone version of that now um so i probably would pick that up as well but uh, again i'll wait for pc on that because i have a feeling it'll come later yeah anything else nope all right so um i have not picked up the callisto protocol yet i plan on picking it up the thing that got me kind of hung up is uh on release it was getting across the board horrible reviews for pc uh i guess there was a lot of stuttering issues so much so that they talked about it on twitter so i kind of held off on that and i've been thinking about maybe picking it up on ps5 but i kind of want to play it on pc so um i should own that but i don't so i do plan on picking that up uh marvel's midnight suns i kind of wanted to pick up but now that's released i'm hearing really good things about it so i definitely want to pick it up now um but it's really interesting how that kind of dropped on the same day as uh, two other games that everybody wants to play as well. So it's like it kind of got overshadowed, it seems. Uh, so, yeah, I want to pick that up. I also want to pick up Need for Speed Unbound. I've been hearing really good things about that as well, which is really cool because, um, oddly enough, I've been kind of pro that game ever since I first saw it. I was like, this is, you know, a, an identity Need for Speed can finally have. So I, uh, I, I I'm kind of about it and uh, i've been hearing really good things about it i heard that the racing's really good in it which i mean that's what we kind of hope for but that's something that uh that i feel like need for speed couldn't figure out what it was doing with uh, you know their brand so anyway uh want to pick that up let's see uh i also want to pick up uh high on life that game looks really cool um i don't know if the gameplay is gonna be that great but the humor seems cool and uh it Seems a lot more robust than you'd expect from a game like that. So uh, definitely we'll be picking that up. And then uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion I want to pick up as well. Um, I haven't beat Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I feel like I should probably beat that before I pick this up. But it is a prequel, so I don't really need to beat Remake before that. But it'd be kind of ridiculous if I had not uh, finished the, you know, 
the one that came out before this. So, um, but yeah, I'm really excited for that. It's looking uh, really cool, and uh, I never played the original, so um, it'll be really neat to uh, to experience. And then uh, I'm definitely interested in The Witcher Three um, graphical overhaul. Um, Witcher Three is great. I haven't played in a while. I've been wanting to play through it again. So um, yeah, definitely want to check that out. And think that's everything way more games this month than i thought but also outside of the coastal protocol even though i've been hearing mixed things on it not a whole lot of high profile games in the sense of like i have to play it so it's kind of nice because it is the last month of the year and uh it's uh it's it feels less stressful than like when god of war dropped i'm like i have to play this and beat this right now yeah um so yeah, it was what made me had to I had to pause Harvestella because I was like I have to beat God of War like right now. Yeah, so. don't want spoilers, and I want to do the uh, the review, um, you know, on time. So I don't have that with this month, so that's really nice. Um, yeah, but overall, uh, looks like a cool month for games. A nice way to end the year, and what a year it's been with all the crazy games that have come out this year. Um, anything you want to add to this? I think that covers it. All right. Let us know in the comments what games are you picking up this month? What games have you picked up this month? What games um, are you kind of thinking about maybe? And uh, what games would you recommend us pick up? If there's one on here, you're like, you're not going to pick up Dragon Quest Treasures. What the fuck? Uh, let me know everything you're thinking in the comments below when it comes to uh, game releases in December. Um, all right. So let's jump into what we've been playing. And you can start us off this week with uh, what games you've been playing. Okay. Um, managed to get some rating in in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, we got a uh, new person, so we were kind of... They haven't like really done any rating in like six years, so it was kind of like teaching session. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get very far, but uh, it was nice to be able to get in there. Um, they were picking up stuff pretty quickly. Uh, we were kind of just throwing them into the fire, though, so um, they didn't complain, so that's, that's good. Uh, one thing that you know and anyone playing any form of mmo knows but uh you either have the patience for it or you don't when it comes to raiding so um not everyone can handle dying over and over and over again to learn something yeah so uh they uh, they've been very patient and i appreciate that so that's pretty much it there i'm only logging into raid right now um there's a patch coming out soon, so I'll be able to log in a little more uh, frequently coming up. But uh, for now, I just don't really have any side stuff in the game that's like, I'm like, I gotta do this right now because it's just other things I wanna do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I've also been playing uh, Harvestella. I brought it up a couple times uh, earlier, but uh, been trying to get through that game. It is a lot longer than I originally. Um, was aware of apparently it's a full 50 to 60 hour game uh also and i don't know if this is just a chapter three thing but chapter three is significantly longer and it feels like it is split into three separate chapters of its own and all the side quests just keep unlocking constantly as you're going through it so Hmm. uh i'm not complaining so much as uh the pacing seems a little weird um, but it would not be the first time Square has had chapters that are super short and other ones that are super long in the RPGs. So uh, Final Fantasy XV was very guilty of that. Some chapters were like a mission or two, and then others lasted hours. So, um, 
made it through three seasons in the game. In case you're unaware, it's a JRPG with farm sim elements to it, similar to that of like Harvest Moon, Rune Factory, Sea Valley, etc. Um, I've made it through spring, summer, and I'm halfway through fall now. So I've gotten to experience uh, three of the seasons in the game, different crop types, different machines you can you can build for processing the things you hmm. find or uh, grow. Is are the seasons a story based thing, or will it keep repeating? The story progresses as you do the quest. So the the seasons just happen. Okay. Um, the the one like kind of like gimmick to the game is that. Uh, Every season has 30 days, and then there is one day of an event called uh, Quietus, which uh, everyone stays in their house. For some reason, your character is unaffected by it, um, and you can't grow anything. All, all your crops die, so you have to make sure to uh, plan out your crops really well because if you, like, for example, uh, let's say like you, you plant lettuce. Lettuce takes two days to grow. If you plant it on the 30th, you're not going to get it. It's going to be dead when Quietus hits. So it's a waste of money to go buy those seeds at that point. Um, though fishing is always a good option if you're not sure about <laughs> growing anything. Um, it's also interesting because, like, so, like, in Stardew Valley, you have your your entire plot, right? And you can just put, like, a beehive, like, here and, uh, uh, you know, whatever, you know, wherever you want to on your land. In this, you can't put anything wherever you want. There is a farm section of your property. And then there is... Uh, this place for like they're not called this but your chickens and your your sheep basically um, and they can be expanded but they can't be moved or anything so there's no customization in that regard hmm. um, but if you want to put down like for example a jam maker it has to take up a spot that you could also use for planting seeds so you have to kind of figure out what you want to utilize your space with in that regard um, also I just got some trees uh that i could grow in the fall but they take four spots on the farm uh so the trees take four spots instead of one okay so if i plant you know corn it takes a spot okay the tree takes four but it also will produce multiple times throughout the season okay type of thing so like what are they fucking huge or something it's not fully grown yet i don't know but it's the biggest thing i've put in the ground so um and eventually you, I unlocked a, it's like a marshland. So it's like, you know, like a rice field would be, it's wet. Um, and I've put sugar cane there and some type of flower. Um, the sugar cane seems to be a renewable one throughout the season. Um, but that unlocked once I got my third farm upgrade. Um, also during quietest, there's a well on your property that a light glows and you can jump in and it's like a deep dungeon. So, and every five floors is a checkpoint that you can return to next quietest to keep delving down deeper hmm. and the monsters get harder and harder as you go down type of deal there's also materials you can only get in there so it's an interesting gameplay loop yeah uh so far the story has been pretty interesting uh, um i haven't gotten a lot of it <laughs> i've gotten a crap ton of side stories and though none of them are like really deep they cover a lot of different types of story and some of them have been like a little darker than i expected which was kind of nice to see instead of everything just being like happy endings and stuff like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, an example is like, there's one quest without going too much detail. Basically a father, uh, was in charge of a lighthouse. Uh, he didn't turn on one night. Some sailors didn't make it. He blames himself for it. Won't work on it anymore. Son's like trying to convince him to come back. His, 
and the the father basically tells him, you know, I'm not ever doing it again. And becomes an alcoholic. That's that's the whole quest. So the son's stuck with the lighthouse, and there's no like happy ending to it. Hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Um, and there's stuff like that all over. Uh, there are multiple towns you go to, and they do sell different things. Also, any movement you do, the 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 time for your day winds down as well. So um, you only have X amount of time every day to do something. So, you know, like for example, you wake up, take care of your farm real fast, as fast as you can, buy anything from town you got to do real quick. And then with whatever stamina you got left, you hop on your mount, go to a town, do side quests, or go to the next dungeon, get in there and fight. Fighting also takes stamina and time. You got to get out of the dungeon before you just pass out on the ground from being exhausted. So there's a lot of time management involved as well, um, which anyone who's played like Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley is going to be familiar with. Yeah, it sounds like uh, Stardew Valley in that regard. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really hard for me to stop playing when I turn it on because it's really – you're trying to pack as much as you can in every day. Mm-hmm. And then you're like you had a project you wanted to get to. And so, like, the next day rolls over and you're like, shit, okay, I'm going to go do that real quick. And then all of a sudden you play out the next day and the next day. And I eventually have to go, okay – Save and go to bed, dude. <laughs> it's getting too late. So yeah, it seems like a game that has enough like small little like micro tasks that mm-hmm. you're doing that you can just stay busy playing it. Yeah, I mean, I've been enjoying it a lot. Um, I, I think the only weakness game has the combat is like really, really, <laughs> um, basic uh, and not smooth. Hmm. You uh, most weapons you have like a three attack combo, and it's like swing, swing swing like this weird delay in between every swing and then your character stops for a moment and then you do the exact same combo again uh and then you have three you know moves that are on cooldown that'll do like a quick effect real quick so it's really probably the weakest part of the game do you level and level up and get new abilities you have skill trees okay yeah, um that uh are based off exp uh or based off it's kind of like EXP. It's based off usage. Um, and then you level at the end of a day. So you get all your EXP once you go to bed. Hmm. So you can't like level in the middle of the dungeon. You have to like have finished the day out and then you'll collect Interesting. your EXP. So. so yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, I would recommend it. It might not be for everyone, but if it's, you know, if you're into those farm sim type games, um, I've been having fun with it and it's got, you know, that square Enix, you know, touch to it where, you know, it's about crystals and, <laughs> uh, it's definitely sci-fi. So yeah, I want to pick it up. I, uh, I, I think it sounds cool. It looked cool originally. Um, at this point though, because I have so many games to play, I might wait till there's like a sale, but, uh, I know steam, uh, will be having their winter sale soon. I think they just had it. Was that the winter sale? I thought the, that was, that was the Black... Christmas sale or whatever. Oh, I thought that was Black Friday for some reason. You're right. It was Black Friday. Yeah. Anyway, regardless of that, they'll have a sale fucking soon at some point because Steam always has a, a sale going on. Um, you actually picked up Star Ocean for the Black Friday sale because it was already on sale. So I was like, well, fuck, I plan on playing that anyways. I'm going to just grab it now. So, it was already on sale? Yeah, it was a, like a 10% off sale. Oh. It was on sale. <laughs> uh, might as well. Yeah. Hmm. So I'll probably play that. Uh, after Crisis Core. I was going to say next, but <laughs> I need to play Crisis Core. Yeah. But uh, 
probably catch Harvestella on sale, and that's probably I'll pick it up because yeah, like I said, I got too many things. So the lineup right now playing it, I have been thinking um, is per, is kind of a perfect like Steam Deck game, so, and because I was thinking that you had the Steam Deck, or whatever, mm-hmm. so it'd be really good for that. Because I don't imagine the install file is super big. There's no voice acting in it or anything. So. Oh really? Yeah. It's very yeah, old school. It uh, it probably would be good on the Steam Deck because uh, I've played a couple RPGs on the Steam Deck now, and it's a really good form factor for that kind of game. Mm-hmm. I've been playing one of the games I've been playing uh, lately uh, on there a little bit though, and uh, it runs really well on there too. But uh, but I don't typically like to play shooters on it just because I prefer mm-hmm. a mouse and keyboard for but, sure. Uh, but you can. But yeah, a game where like you know. It's more turn-based, and you're kind of like, you know, creating stuff like, you know, your farm. I think that would be perfect for it. So, yeah, yeah. I might pick it up just for that. That's it, though. That's all I've been playing. All right. Well, my list is very short. Uh, I played Evil West a little bit. Um, not a whole lot, but I've played it. Uh, in case you don't know, it is that uh, Western vampire game that has the two-player co-op. Um and uh, from what I've played, very little, but what I've played, it's actually uh, pretty fun. It's interesting because Josh picked it up, and he picked it before I did, and he refunded it instantly after like playing it for an hour. Um, and Josh is an open-minded guy when it comes to games. He'll play. He plays some really janky games. So when he told me like he didn't like it uh, that quickly, I was like, oh damn, like maybe it sucks. Um, but you know, it just wasn't for him because I started playing it. I actually, I actually like it for for what it is so far. Um, the game's a lot more melee centric than I thought it would be. Um, so like you can run up and like punch dudes and there's like combos and you can like launch them in the air and punch them back down. There's also, um, I played on steam deck and mouse and keyboard. So I, I can't remember, but essentially when you just like pull the, the trigger without aiming, you'll shoot with your pistol kind of mm-hmm. from the hip. So you can like punch them and then shoot them. But it's weird because like the pistol, you're not aiming it. So it almost feels like it's just a a move. Um, But then if you aim, you pull out your lever action and you're actually able to aim and shoot. So it has like this like really interesting, dare I say, God of War light feeling combat. Where like you're like looking at a person coming at you and you're like punching them, dodging, shooting and doing abilities at them, uh, which I was not expecting. The game's super linear. Um, you just kind of go through levels, kill enemies, go through the story. You accrue gold, uh, which you use to uh, you know, upgrade and buy new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, has co-op. I haven't tried it yet. Um, I am bummed to find out when I read up on it that uh, it's one of those situations where if somebody plays with you, they hop into your save, but they don't bring their equipment. They play a, um, the way described is it will give you equipment based off of the host's equipment. So, but the gold you accrue when you play with somebody, you get to keep. So at least you get to keep something from Mm -hmm. that, but you're not progressing in any way. Your character's not getting better in any way. So that kind of sucks. Um, but still might be fun to play, uh, with somebody. I know Sarah picked it up as well. She didn't even know, um, that was co-op so um gotcha. we, can, we can play at some point but it just kind of sucks because i'm thinking about like we're gonna have to play it through like twice then or like you know play so far on her save and then play that far on my save and keep switching back and forth so it's not ideal 
Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the mentality of what, like when you make a multiplayer co-op experience in a game and uh, it doesn't have like synced up progression at all. Like I don't, yeah. I don't understand that. Like we have to play Code Vein this month and that's another one of those like we have to jump through hoops just to play fucking multiplayer. Yeah. I just I don't understand. But that. at least, you know, your character's leveling up and yeah, still true. getting stuff. It's just um, kind of frustrating doing the same like everything twice. Yeah. So Yeah, it's 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 weird. And in this situation's kind of like I'm glad they have it. I'd rather them have the co op than not have it, but like it, it kinda takes me back to the time of like in Fable Two when they're like, Oh, you'll be able to play co op, but like you're not it's you're not playing your character so it's not as fun at, like you know as they could if you could bring your character good one of those if they just fucking tried these days tech is For sure. so much better oh yeah um so it just kind of makes me think that it's just like easier to just like allow somebody oh, to sure. come in play a character that's a, your exact same character model with you know different color uh, outfit but the exact same outfit and then you know just kind of go like well you got this gun unlocked you got this gun unlocked so they'll have those guns too like it, it's just, it's easier, but it's it's not as exciting. So it's kind of kind of shitty that they uh, they did it that way. But uh, oh well, it's not a uh, high profile game for me, so I'm not too super bummed about it. But uh, another game I've been playing, uh, and the game I've been playing the most, it has been uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That was on sale during that Steam sale. Um, got it for thirty bucks. Uh, this is a game that I was curious about, but after playing Borderlands three. Um, I was like, I'll get it on, on sale. And I did. So um, I've been playing it. And so far, it's better than Borderlands 3, gameplay-wise. Uh, the story's not that great, but at least it's trying to have fun. Because it's, in case you don't know, it's uh, it takes place in the Borderlands world. But they're playing Bunkers and Badasses, which is essentially D&D. So they're able to have fun with the story. You're essentially playing their game that's happening and so as you play uh the characters are talking over what's happening in the story there's a story that's happening in the game but there's this like narration that's happening that uh that makes it fun and things are appearing and disappearing based off what they're making up as they go um if you played the dlc that was in borderlands 2 um assault on dragon's keep i think it was called back then uh it's it's that except for it's a standalone game which is pretty cool uh one thing I'm going to bring up, though, because I just talked about this with Evil West, this game does let you to ho- let you hop in with your own character, keep your progression, keep your weapons. But one thing I really appreciate about this is if I play with you and you're hosting and we complete side quests and main quests, I keep that progression as well. So I don't have to replay those missions on, on my save. Because I thought about multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, they did it right. So yeah. I'll give them that. Um and so, yeah, like I said, uh, this maintains the Borderlands 3 gameplay, which I thought was great. I really liked the gameplay in Borderlands 3. I just hated the story. Um, it also feels like it learned lessons from Borderlands 3 because it just feels like a better experience so far. The side quests are more fun. Uh, the world is more interesting, in my opinion. Um, and uh, because it is or does have a fantasy flair to it, uh, they've replaced uh, grenades with spells, which I think is a lot of fun. There's even a class that Sarah's playing right now that replaces her main ability with a second spell. So it'd be the equivalent of having like two grenades, two, two separate grenades. But it, because there's spells in this, 
you can like have like a fire wand in one hand and like uh you know like an ice spell in the other hand and then just use both those spells while also shooting so that's kind of cool um so yeah they replaced uh, grenades with spells and i actually like the spells better than grenades but i've also played borderlands so much like as a whole that i kind of expect the grenades that they have in these games and the spells it's just fresh feeling um also they've uh, added melee weapons so that's a new thing uh in prior borderlands games there were characters that had melee weapons like a sword or whatever uh but a lot of times you didn't really use the melee in uh borderlands unless the character had something that activated when you meleeed a character or an enemy uh sometimes you'd hit somebody else and you would get some kind of like thing that would start up um in this you're, you're finding like axes swords uh hammers all sorts of stuff you can actually hold down the melee button and it'll just keep swinging which is nice um there's even some classes that are built around melee combat so that feels uh, fresh and new even though it's not the best melee combat it feels kind of sticky um it's it's cool so i'm glad they did it uh a lot of the guns have been reworked in the sense that they're fantasy-esque so like sniper rifles will shoot like um an arrow instead of like bullets um shotguns have like a pot with crystals in the top and when you reload it you like sprinkle in like sparkly dust into them and then you shoot like energy out of them or fire or whatever okay um so yeah they reworked a lot of the guns to make them uh more fantasy-esque and uh i think it's td or i don't remember uh one of the companies when you uh finish off the clip you don't reload the gun you just throw the gun you remember yeah. those yeah uh they reworked a lot of those so like one of the guns i had you throw it and it turns into a dragon's head that's flying around and it starts blowing fire on people okay and then another one is like you throw it and it turns into a three-headed hydra in the ground and it's a turret essentially starts shooting at people um like ice um so they did a lot of really cool like creative things um in terms of fantasy um some of the guns are just straight up guns from borderlands 3 though like there it'll be like a hyperion snipe rifle that just has no fancy element to it it just shoots um which is fine because there's a lot of guns and they don't all have to be remade for this but uh i do appreciate the ones that they did do uh that way um yeah so anyway uh i'm enjoying this more than borderlands 3 i'm curious about the end game because i beat borderlands 3 i hated the story liked the gameplay never came back to it i tried to but I just did not want to play that story again. And the end game wasn't really fleshed out when I played it. I played it uh, on launch. I know they reworked it, but um, I just wasn't interested enough to come back and play it when they did that. But I guess in this, it's it sounds like from what I've read, um, they've thought about end game more than they did in Borderlands 3. In the sense that I guess when you beat this game, it unlocks a castle where you can go on runs with your friends set up modifiers to make them harder for better rewards. There's three different currencies you accrue to buy different things. And uh, beyond legendary, I guess there's chaotic and then some other kind of weapon beyond that. So I guess there's like an actual end game full of content to do. So that's um, good to hear that they have something proper like that. And I guess when you do the runs, like when you finish a, a section, you get to pick like one of three things to go into the next section. So it kind of reminds me of like, a lot of games do this, but like it reminds me of like Godfall in the sense that like you complete a floor and then you pick the door you want to go through and then you uh, keep going for rewards. Um, so that sounds enticing, but I'm not there yet. Uh, I think I'm like level 30 
ish. I think 40 is the cap. I don't remember. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so far uh, I've been enjoying it, um, which I'm glad to say. Uh, the story's, like I said before, fun, but it also is kind of like not that great. So um, definitely just playing it for the gameplay. But uh, I think this game came out this year. Do you remember? I have no clue. I think it came out earlier this year. So it's interesting to see that it was already on sale for 30 bucks. But uh, it's worth the 30 bucks, in my opinion. Um, I've been enjoying it. And uh, yeah really weird because i i kind of wrote that game off i, I like stopped thinking about it because i i after borderlands 3 i was like eh whatever i'm not i'm not too worried about it. i'll play it at some point but saw it on sale and i was like eh, i'll check it out i'm glad i did because it's uh it's fun but uh it's not like amazing but but it's cool it also has cross play which i really appreciate more and more games need that oh fun tidbit warframe has it now it's out yeah chris chris and uh, Scream tested it out the other night. Interesting. So. How's that work for if I wanted to play on PC? Can I transfer my shit? I don't know about that part. Because um, huh. when they were discussing it, I was mostly just kind of um, half-assed listening to it. So, but hmm. yeah. You have to look into that. They kind of just rolled that out. I remember hearing they were going to do it. I didn't realize it would be that quick. Either. I just remember uh, Scream popped in Discord. He was like, you know, this is coming soon or is out or something like that. So that's cool. Yeah. More and more games need that. Um, I posted about it on TikTok, but uh, there is a um, Starship Troopers game coming out. Right. Um, I think I told you about it a little bit, but it's being made by the guys who made Squad, and it's going to be a 12 player cooperative mm-hmm. game. I, I think what I read is it's going to be kind of like Battlefield in the sense that. Uh, you'll play in a squad of four, and okay. there'll be like two other squads of four, which would make the most sense because a lot of people are going like, I can't even get like three people to cooperate. How am I supposed to get twelve? Right. Like, yeah, it makes sense, but it's supposed to be like that. But anyway, um, I don't even know if it's coming out on console, but I got a pretty good um, uh, response from people on TikTok from the video I made on this, and uh, and a, a big thing that that I keep seeing is like. If you want to know if it's coming out console, coming out console, but then also people are wondering like, we'll have crossplay if it if it is on console, and I'm like, a game like that should have crossplay. If it is like, if it's gonna be on console and PC, a game where you're trying to get 12 people into a group together, you would want crossplay for sure because it's only gonna make the community even bigger, and it's a cooperative game, so it's not like, you know, what's happening in Call of Duty right now where people are like you know, bitching about mouse and keyboards OP. And now we're living in a time now. I don't know if you've seen this discussion, but ever since Modern Warfare 2 came out, people on PC are complaining that playing on a controller is cheating. Because of the aim assist. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. It's it's a wild time because uh, when crossplay was first popping off, everybody's complaining about, like, I don't want to play against the PC players. Now, PC players are complaining about they don't want to play with console players. It is it's such a, a weird turnaround. Here, here's here's what I know. Uh, if if it is competitive, uh, people will find something to complain about that because they're not winning. Mm-hmm. They will also uh, do whatever they can to win, including cheating. So yeah. Uh, so it's hard for me to take that kind of stuff seriously because it just sounds like whining to me. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's a shred of truth in it all, but sure, for the most part, sure. I think people are are doing exactly what you're saying. So, because um, I mean, I play it, and uh, some people are really good, some people aren't, and I'm better than average. So I don't run into a whole lot of situations where I have to bank on the idea that somebody you know beat me because they were using aim assist or not. Also known as get good. Yeah, yeah. Or as uh, <laughs> uh, we're kind of going over the place right now, but like. Uh, there's this new talking point too. I see all the place where people are like, that sounds like a skill issue to me. I'm like, man, it's so weird to see like these talking points just show up and then everyone's just saying it. It's really weird. Um, but anyway, uh, Wonderland says cross play. I'm glad it does. It's cool to hear Warframe has that finally. Yeah. Uh, and I think most cooperative, I think most games should have cross play or at least the option to do it. Uh, I, I completely think it's cool if you can turn that off as well. Like if you don't want to play against the console players or the PC players, turn it off. That's awesome if you can do that. But um, for co-op games, they should all have cross-play. It's it, in a game where you have to depend on other people to play the game like the way it's intended. You want the most amount of people possible. So, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm glad they did that. And uh, hopefully more people do that. Um, but yeah, all in all, Wonderlands, pretty fun. Pretty fun. Not my game of the year, but pretty fun. Um, and that's what I've been playing. You got anything right. else? Nothing worth mentioning. All right. <laughs> well, uh, let's know in the comments. What games have you guys been playing? What games do you plan on playing? Uh, what games would you recommend us play? And did you play a game that sucks and you don't want us to play? What do you think about Callisto Protocol? No spoilers, but like, man, I'm hearing so many different opinions on that game. Um, this is sounding like a prime example of why you should... Uh, do some research before spending money. Well, so with Callisto Protocol, there's like obviously the stuff that's egregious. Like on Steam, there's like compatibility issues and optimization issues and stuff. Um, but then like outside of that, pe- even people on console are talking about how like the dodging feels like shit. The combat feels like shit. The game's too hard. And then I'm seeing people repeating the Modern Warfare 2 thing where they're like, sounds like a skill issue. Because we were like, I dodge just fine. They're posting videos of them doing it just fine. And so I'm, I'm, it's really interesting because like certain games you have like uh, everyone loves it or everyone hates it or uh, it's it's split. These people love it. These people hate it and they're arguing. But Callisto Protocol, it's like this net of opinions. It's kind of refreshing because I'm hearing people going like, it's okay. It's n- not as good as I want it to be, but it's not horrible. And then I see people going like, it's horrible. I hate it. And other people are like, no, this game's amazing. Who, what, what are you guys talking about? So it's really interesting. So let me know in the comments if you're playing Callisto Protocol, because I haven't yet. Uh, should I pick it up? Where should I pick it up? Are you playing on PC? Is it running fine for you? Um, and yeah, let me know what you're thinking about it, because uh, really mixed reviews on it. Even in like the, the professional game journalist realm, it's really mixed. So really crazy. <laughs> Uh, let me know everything you think about in the comments below when it comes to games you've been playing, though. Uh, all right, so we got to talk about Game Awards nominees, but first, um, there's a new trailer for The Last of Us coming out on HBO Max, and uh, we're going to watch it because uh, it's video game related, and I am curious about this, and uh, I'm a fan of The Last of Us. Uh, did you hear, hear that HBO Max is going to be called Max soon? It's like the third iteration of a name for this shit, dude. Well, because they're merging with somebody. I forgot who it was. One of the other streaming uh, platforms. But um, uh, I think they're going to put it all in one thing and call it Max. So, 
Kind of makes sense. Yeah, because they used to have... I can't remember what the, what the one was called. There was an HBO online service. I think it was called HBO Plus um, that you could get if you had the cable TV version of HBO and then you got an add-on to give you the online. Then they had the HBO Max as mm-hmm. a separate service at the same time. And yeah. Then, yeah, now that... So I, I, whatever. <laughs> it's funny how there was like Netflix for a while there and then like something else came out and then everybody had to have their own streaming service and now they're merging streaming services. It's like, fucking figure it out. Um, but anyway, might be called max. Um, that's not the, the whole point though, of this whole thing. So let's talk about the last of us official trailer. Um, I think we watched a teaser before and, uh, we both liked the last of us, the game. game, Um, I got to get you through the last of us part two. We're actually, Partway through it. Probably like over a third through it. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, we'll have to uh, uh, play that more. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm hoping the show will be cool. I know Neil Druckmann is working close uh, with them on this. I know he's directing or directed an episode. I don't know how many episodes, but at least one. So that's kind of cool. And uh, he recently said that the show is going to have things that he wanted to have in the game but couldn't. Okay. Which could be true, or maybe they're ideas that he had, but I'm thinking like the game has more time to put stuff in yeah. than the show, so it sounds, sounds kind of gimmicky to me. Um, oh, yeah, it sounds like PR to me. Yeah, 100%. So, um, but uh, I hope it's good. Um, I like a lot of the shows that come out on HBO. I think they do a good job, and I think The Last of Us will work for a lot of audiences that aren't just... Uh, you know, us gamers. So, yeah, hoping for the best. Do you have anything you want to say on this? No, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. I'm not uh, I'm not really prone to watching TV. So, uh, Except for anime. Yeah, that's not really TV. But, yeah, I, I do watch anime. Uh, and I'll watch some movies, but that's been kind of dry lately. Yeah, movies... Uh, Pretty hit or miss nowadays. So, um, trying to be open minded about this, but I, I just am so skeptical. So, we'll see. All right. Well, let's uh, watch it and then we can talk about it. This is The Last of Us official trailer for HBO Max in 3, 2, 1, and go. If you don't think there's hope for the world, why bother going on? You haven't seen the world. Mysterious clicking. Unless you played the games. Keep going for family. I'm not family. No. You're cargo. Why are you so important? Somewhere out west. They're working on a cure. I think what really impressed them was the fact that I didn't turn into a monster. If she so much as twitches. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> trouble got any advice on the best way west yeah, hopefully it's not loud yeah. enough for youtube to well, i'm sure i'll pick up you've come this far and you know what's out there 
You're not gonna scare us. Scared him? You have a greater purpose than any of us could have ever imagined. Dude, use your own music. True. True. So tired of hearing fucking popular music, pop songs, and old school music, but everything. Yeah, it's boring. CG looks pretty decent. All right, what do we think? Um, I think that tonally, um, they're doing a good job. I think also from what we saw there, these story elements are, um, at least the main beats of it, are still there, which is good. So mm -hmm. uh, for people who are experiencing this through just this medium, um, they're not going to get a, a cheapened experience in that regard. I think the flavor parts... Um, feel better in the game. Some of the, the, especially like the don't move and she's like being like goofy and shit there mm -hmm. for a moment. That felt kind of weird to me, but yeah. Um, otherwise, I mean, it seems pretty faithful. I just, I, th I have a feeling some of the dialogue will drive me insane with what I've seen in this trailer alone. So yeah, it seems very, I mean, it is TV, but it mm -hmm. feels very TV esque. Yeah. It doesn't have that. And of course this is just a trailer. This isn't, the actual show we're not sitting here you know with the natural pace of the episodes for sure but like you know in in the game you're there for a while you're immersed in the world and this just that it feels kind of quippy yeah, yeah in that sense and it doesn't it doesn't feel as organic as the game but again it's the trailer so it's hard to mm -hmm. make the comparison but yeah i thought the same thing too when when that happened i'm like that felt like for an audience that hasn't played the game. Yeah. Like, oh, she's goofy. Love that. Yeah. Which is not really what I get from Ellie. Like she's for sure. She's kind of uh she she's got an element to her that's like funny, but it's more in like a rebellious way and not like in a goofball way. She has more of a facetious humor than a yeah. than a goofy humor. Yeah, she she's a child, but she comes off less childish because she grew up in a world where like there's not really room to be a kid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, yeah, totally diff definitely different feeling. Yeah, but I do think the story beats um, are there even. Mm -hmm. um, and I suppose if you haven't seen the last of us, maybe this is not the best conversation to be listening to. But the the uh, knife next to her head also that that scene. Uh, I wonder how they'll handle that because that was pretty uh, creepy in the game. They'll so. probably handle it just as creepy. Yeah, it's on HBO, so I know they'll have to pull back. I they just... have to. They have to make somebody that you're going to be okay with them killing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and it'll only you know build up her character. I also noticed that they're um, doing the uh, the DLC. Um, in this as well, oh, so they're going to be covering, yeah. So yeah, they'll be yeah. covering like the whole story, which is pretty cool uh, to see. Um, yeah, it feels like they're cramming a lot in a two-hour, or it's a TV show, right? Yeah, ten-hour, probably. Ten hour. Yeah, ten episodes, I would assume. Eight to ten episodes. Ten, ten hours is probably plenty then. Yeah, because a lot of playing a video game is playing the video game. So yeah, 
So I think they should have plenty of time. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, overall, I think it looks pretty decent. Um, you know, I, I love the game, so uh, I don't think it'll be as good. But it will be really interesting to see a new interpretation of that story being handled by somebody who made the original. Yeah. So um, it will likely feel authentic in that sense, but they will probably try some things that maybe they thought about trying in the game and didn't. Um, also maybe after making the game, maybe had some ideas that might've worked that he didn't put in the game originally that they might try here. I can assume that that will probably happen. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, I'm seeing some scenes here where they're talking to people that I don't know who the hell these people are. Yeah. So, um, they're definitely going to be doing, you know, their own thing in some ways, but there also is a lot of major beats that I recognize from the game. And that's good too, because people like me, uh, or us or anybody who's played the last of us is going to be looking for those scenes. And that's something that, uh, that you got to handle carefully. And it looks like they are doing that. So that's yeah. good. But also, you know, sometimes it's, it's a delicate balance. You can't, you can't make your own thing and call it something. Cause people are going to bitch about it, including me. I don't, I hate when they do that, but also if you do it verbatim, you know, people will like the authenticity of that, but you have to have some things in there that change things up. And this does seem like they're going to be doing that. So, um, I honestly think this is probably going to be pretty solid. Yeah, it feels pretty faithful. I just love the original game so much, and this doesn't look as good as that. So I'm, I don't have the same kind of hype factor. But I definitely will watch this. It it, it looks cool, um, at the very least out of curiosity. But it does it does look like it's going to be good. Um, when it comes to um, uh, Pedro Pascal and the girl playing Ellie, I forgot her name. Um, they don't look like the characters, and they don't sound like the characters to me. But they are following, it seems, at least in this trailer, um, loose archetypes that are similar to those characters. Um, so uh, I think I think I said this the last time we talked about this. Um, I'm going to have to embrace their versions of oh, Ellie and Joel, sure. right? Like the, a lot of people are, are and I get it, uh, upset that they don't look like the characters and they definitely don't sound like them to me at all. Um so at this point, I have to just assume that this is a new interpretation. This is a new telling of that story. I have to watch this kind of with fresh eyes. This, these are their Joel and Ellie. They're not the original. They're not going to be better, I don't think. It's going to be going to be hard to watch something like this without a bias, obviously, because sure. you, you have a medium which you already love. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is important, um, and I know you agree. We've had this conversation before, but you got to let actors be actors you can't yeah. just you can't just typecast someone because they look the part because uh, if they're a shitty actor and they can't do it it's just going to ruin it yeah versus like i'd rather they be good at the role than look 100 percent spot on too yeah we did say that last time yeah. um th- that exact thing is like if if it's a good actor who plays the role well but doesn't look like the character i prefer that than a character that yes. looks like the or an actor that looks like the character but can't act because then they're just going to ruin that character completely. Yeah, so, exactly. um, yeah, it's got to kind of view it, um, through a different lens essentially. So, but, yeah. uh, and it is important to, to try to go into these things open-minded. I'm yeah. like, I, I said at the beginning, it's, it's going to be a little struggle for me because like I don't watch TV anyways. Mm-hmm. And then like TV tropes and stuff like that drive me fucking insane. So, um, but I do like some of the stuff I've seen on HBO. So like, I'm trying to like, like not be, so negative about it and and i do think it does look interesting and i probably will be curious to check it out just to see how they do with it so yeah i'm also last note um 
interested in seeing what they do with Bill because mm-hmm. it seems like they're really going to – it looks like they're doing like a backstory on him, which will be interesting because we only hear about that yeah, in The Last sure. of Us. He only hints towards certain things. And, and like in that. this trailer, we saw him multiple times like – you know, with uh, I forgot the, uh, his partner's name. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, but it, I think that's him. It seems like it's gonna be a backstory on those characters, and I think that'll uh, be fulfilling. So um, that's that's kind of cool. Also, Especially, seeing the brothers was I forgot about them. That's yeah. that's gonna be gut wrenching. Rough. Yeah. For anybody who hasn't uh, played the game, you're in for a treat, baby. Um, also, the beginning. It's going to be rough oh, yeah, for uh, <laughs> that's going to be the hook. That's how they're going to get people who haven't played the game. They're going to watch that first episode. It's probably going to end on a cliffhanger maybe, or uh, probably not, but uh, it'll probably have that scene in the first episode. And then I don't think they're going to skip it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or maybe there'll be a flashback later. Maybe the first episode will just be like uh, the beginning of the last of us where he's first uh, walking around with tests or whatever. And then maybe there'll be a flashback. I don't know how they're going to do it, yeah. but um, that's going to be rough for a lot of people. Um, cause it was rough for me the first time I played that game. Uh, yeah, looks cool though. Just, uh, I, I wish I, I felt a little more excited about it, but, uh, overall, <laughs> um, strong curiosity for sure. for sure. Definitely will watch it. So anything else? I mean, I hope it's good. I'd, I'd love to want to watch something. I keep eyeballing. This is a little off topic, but they just launched that Willow show. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything on it yet. Uh, I, I've heard really good things. Oh, that's good. I also heard Wednesday was good, and I kind of want to check that out too. So yeah, I've just seen people doing her dance on TikTok. I haven't seen that. Oh, really? Yeah, TikTok's weird though. Yeah, there's uh, there's this dance that she does in the show at, at some like prom or something. I don't know what happens there, but uh, huh. uh, there's a bunch of people doing the exact same dance all over the place. Well, if you guys are TV watchers, should I watch those shows? Yeah. So. <laughs> and if not those shows, what shows? So show that you would recommend. Yeah, because I'm so out of loop with TV. It's crazy. So Yeah. Same. All right, anything else? Nope. All right, let's know in the comments what you guys think of The Last of Us official trailer. Are you hyped? Are you not hyped? What did you notice in the trailer that's worth mentioning? Have you played the game? Have you not played the game? Uh, let me know where you're coming from in that regard. And uh, will this be as good as the game? Will it be better than the game? Will it be worse than the game? And uh, what do you think about uh, people, the people playing Joel and Ellie? Uh, are they selling it to you or uh, are they not? Let me know everything you think about in the comments below. All right, let's talk about what we came here to talk about today. And that is the Game Awards. Uh, game Awards is happening this Thursday. And uh, there will be game reveals. And there will be awards uh, given out uh, at a very fast pace, I assume. Uh, this year I hear uh, they're shortening the Game Awards uh, because of feedback. People always say that the game where it feels really long. Um, I don't mind it, but I know a lot of people think that it just feels like long and drawn out. So, uh, I heard that they are shortening it. I don't know for sure, Dude, but it already was rapid fire. How are they going to, never mind. We'll find out. <laughs> well, they give awards between things. Yeah. Like, like they'll have like a world premiere and then real quickly it's like, and by the way, these people won this award and then another world premiere starts. I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> what, what, what just happened? Um, too long. Jesus Christ. So yeah. Anyway, um, we'll be watching that this Thursday. Um, streaming it and, uh, unless technical difficulties happen, but, uh, let's cross our fingers. That, that, that doesn't the plan. happen. That's the plan. Um, and again, we'll be doing that around midnight PST. Uh, we're on the West Coast. Um, so yeah, in preparation for that, we're going to go through every category 
Uh, we're going to discuss the categories. We're going to discuss the nominees. I would like to maybe try and focus a bit on what we think will win and what we want to win. Okay. And then for game of the year, we will not discuss that. We'll we'll discuss the nominees, but we're not going to discuss what we think, what we want to win because we have to do our own show or yeah. we're going to be discussing that it needs to be a surprise. So um, we will not be going that far into it, but uh, we can at least talk about the nominees if they deserve to be there and probably what we think is going to win. So we'll get there. So let's, uh, let's just jump into this. Um, unless you have anything to say. No. All right. So we're starting at the very end category. There's 31 categories. So we'll try and do this timely. Um, and it'll be really easy with this one. Um, this one is best esports event. Uh, recognize an event across single or multiple days that delivered a best of class experience for participants and broadcast audiences. I don't care about esports events, uh, so I don't really have an opinion on this. Um, when it comes to what will win, I'll just say Evo twenty twenty two, and that's what I want to win. Yeah, I don't have. Even I don't care. I don't have a hard opinion on on any of this stuff either. However. I'm also going with Evo, and I also think a perk of Evo is that they usually announce stuff for fighting games there as well. And I do have a mild interest in fighting games, so yeah. there is something in there for me at least. Um, but on a competitive level, I don't, I don't care. So yeah. All right. Next topic is or uh, category uh, best esports coach. Uh, the esports coach judged to be the most uh, outstanding. Uh, for performance, I should have probably read the things for anyone listening. Let me go back real quick. Best esports event. The nominees are Evo 2022, uh, 2022 League of Legends World Championship, PGL Major Antwerp uh, 2022, the 2022 Midseason Invitational, and Valorant Champions 2022. Sorry, I didn't read those before. I'm very tired. I said it wrong. It's Valorant. Valorant. Yeah, I'm so tired. I forgot to say that. All right. So anyway. Continuing on, better than before. Best esports coach. The esports coach judged to be the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2022. The nominees are uh, Andre, Andre Blade, Horodietsky. I'm gonna say it authentic. Uh, Matthias Bizka, Tarasconi, Eric Dumbros, Sandgren, Robert Rabin, Dolstrom. Go score Dong Pin. Uh, these names are all rough for me to say. Uh, and I don't care about esports. I don't care about coaches. Uh, I'm sure they're all great. I'm sure they all deserve to be here. When it comes to what I think will win and what I want to win, uh, let's see. What, what games do these guys play? Um, two CSGO guys. Let's go with uh, Andre uh, Blade Horodetsky um, because he got a cool name. Yeah. I also don't care about any of this stuff, including CSGO, Valo, or League of Legends. So uh, I'm going to go with whose nickname I, I like, and I'm going to go with Doom Bros. Doom Bros. Is he, <laughs> is he all the Doom Bros? He's, he's the, uh, what's that called? The, the collection of Doom Bros. He's the collective one. of Doom Bros. Culmination he's, uh, of Doom. After they did the the oh god what's that dance that they do in dragon ball z fusion dance yeah fusion dance that's the doom bros on one all right and let us know in the comments what you guys think of these categories as well and who you think will win who who you want to win okay 
Uh, next one we got is best esports team. Recognizing a specific esports team, not the full organization, judge the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2022. Nominees are Dark Zero Esports, FaZe Clan, Gen G, uh, LA Thieves, and Loud. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have an opinion, so uh, I will go with uh, uh, LA Thieves for Call of Duty. Yeah. That's who's gonna win and who I want to win. Yeah, um, I, I actually out of all of these, the only thing I even like remotely watch, and it's very rarely, is Apex. So I'm gonna go with uh, Dark Zero. All right, next category we got best esports athlete. The esports athlete judged to be the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2022, irrespective of game. We got uh, Jong Chovi Ji Hoon, um, Lee Faker Song. Uh, Hyok, uh, Finn Kerrigan Anderson, uh, Alexander Simple Kostyeliev, and Jacob Ye Whitaker. I'm going to go with uh, Alexander, uh, Alexander Simple Kostyev, uh, because I like the name. Other than that, I don't care about the esports. What do you got? Yeah, I don't care about any of these sports either, and I'm going to go with Simple because it is simple. Simple. All right, hopefully we've got some games to talk about next. Best esports game for the best or for the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience to players, inclusive of tournaments, community support, and content updates, irrespective of genre or platform. The nominees are Counter-Strike Global Offensive, uh, Dota 2, League of Legends, Rocket League, and Valorant. Uh, I feel like these games never change. Every year it's the same. I am going to go with Counter-Strike Global Offensive because it is a game out of these that I would play. Yeah. Um. I, I Well, I guess with this I can have a little bit more of, of an opinion. Uh, I think League of Legends will win. I want Counter-Strike to win. I think just to mix it up a little bit, I think Valorant's going to win. Damn. I see a lot of people stream that game. I see more and more people talking about it, too. Yeah. Um, I still think it's completely ugly to look at. but Yeah, it's ugly, and when I played it, I hated it. Um, but I would prefer to see, like, Rocket League win. I think it's more exciting. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. All right. Hopefully we find something that we can actually talk about here. Most anticipated game, recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. The nominees are Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4 Remake, uh, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Now, the game I would like to see win this is Final Fantasy 16, because that is, out of these, my most anticipated game. Resident Evil 4 Remake probably being a close second. Um, to be fair, I want to play all these games. Uh, the game I think is going to win is either Starfield or The Legend of Zelda. It's hard for me to pick because I know Starfield has mass hype behind it and Zelda Zelda. Yeah. Um, I'm going to almost echo you. I I personally uh, want Final Fantasy 16, though I do think Hogwarts should get a shout out. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, um, I do think Zelda will win though, just because uh, Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, we pretty much agree on that. 
All right. Next one up, we got best adaptation, recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. I think this is new. It is. It's also kind of amazing we're living in a time now where this can be a category. Where there's enough to have this. Yeah. 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 So the nominees for that are Arcane League of Legends, which uh, I think was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was on Netflix. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which we did a review on uh, over on Tasty Flicks. Go check that out. Uh, the Cuphead Show, which I forgot was a thing. I've never seen it. Hey, I didn't know that was a thing either. I didn't I know it was out. Check that out. Yeah. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I need to watch that still. And Uncharted. Wop, wop, wop. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I think... Fuck, this is rough. I think Arcane or Cyberpunk will win. I want Cyberpunk to win. Uh, just because we watched it and uh, I really liked it. Um, I think it was really good. Um, I love Cyberpunk. I think they did an awesome uh, job with that um and uh yeah although i feel kind of bad because i haven't seen the cuphead show uh i haven't seen sonic the hedgehog 2 but i saw the original and i didn't watch uncharted but i don't want to watch uncharted but at some point i might uh i heard really good things about arcane though yeah really like a lot of really good things about it people were even saying like if you don't play league of legends because i guess it's it's made uh, for people who wouldn't know what league of legends is yeah it's like a standalone thing yeah um i heard it's really good so i need to watch it but because I heard so much about Arcane and Cyberpunk Edge Runners, I think one of those two will for sure win. Uh, but yeah, I want Cyberpunk. Yeah, um, I also want Cyberpunk. Uh, it's probably one of the, if not the best anime I've watched this year. It's um, really good. The likely one though is Arcane, because I think even outside of video games, more people have um, talked about it. So um, I, I think it's just a show that a lot of people have seen and everyone prays. I, I would be blown away if Arcane doesn't win. So, Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about Edge Runners, though, when it came out. Yeah. I, it's hard for me because, like, that's in my circle, like, on all my social medias is, is anime stuff. And so, like, I'm going to see that versus, like, I don't follow anything League-related at all. And it also shows up equally as much in my feeds there's this dude i follow who does uh like movie content on uh on tiktok and he was talking about um arcane was like one of the best movies of the year or best uh shows or anything um and he said he's not even like a league of legends guy and i'm like interesting that's interesting so um with that kind of talk i feel like it has the edge on edge runners but I'm bummed. Yeah. Not that wop, wop, wop on uh, Uncharted. No, I'm a sure movie. that was more clever than Uncharted. A movie that everyone forgot about. All right. So, uh, yeah, we want Cyberpunk, and we think Arcane's probably going to win. But uh, I think Edge Runners has a good good chance as well. All right. Next one we got is Best Debut Indie. For the best debut game created by a new independent studio, the nominees are Neon White, Norco. I don't know what that is. Stray. Tunic and Vampire Survivors. This is rough because I want, I I think if I'm being honest and realistic, I want Stray to win because if there's one uh, award that I think Stray should just win, uh, it's it's this one for sure. But for the memes, for me, I kind of hope Vampire Survivors wins as well. 
because it's a really fun game. But when you think about like somebody really pushing what indie games can be when it comes to storytelling, experiences, narrative, I think Stray is definitely like the one that that I would like to win. But Vampire Survivors is just like a three dollar game that's like a lot of fun. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's what I want. Uh, I think Stray will win. I also think Stray will win. Um, mostly because once we get to the last category, um, it is included. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're talking about game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have a chance unless a lot of people are saying that they they think it like could like maybe sneaky win and you see the I, community choice one. What Sonic Frontiers and Genshin. Are getting more votes than everything it looks like yeah but the sonic frontiers thing oh. people aren't aren't weren't there when the meme started that people were jokingly saying they want sonic frontiers for to sure win. i just anyways i won't get into it i think um, it'd be hilarious if sonic frontiers won i think genshin's winning because at first day one it was Elden ring and god of war which it should be it was those two fighting and then people were like it'd be funny if sonic frontiers won it, and it just started going up yeah, I think I saw some on TikTok today where it showed Genshin first and Sonic in second. But, um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, I would actually like to see Vampire Survivors win, though, because that is a guy who made a $3 game that blew up over word of mouth. And True. it is one of the like big success stories, I think, of the year. Um, I think he deserves it. So, With a shitload of copycats. Yeah, I I play one of those copycats. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fan game for Hollow Life, but it's really good. So, so you think Stray will win? You I want Vampire Survivors? I want Vampire Survivors. Okay, cool. Um, I do think Neon White is a cool game, um, but uh, I don't think it has the edge uh, over the other two. So Yeah, fair. And I want and think Stray will win, but I also want Vampire Survivors to win. So I think it would be kind of... Kind of cool. All right. Next one we got is content creator of the year for a streamer or content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community in 2022. The nominees are Carl Jacobs. Don't know him. Ludwig. Barely know him. Uh, Nibel. Nibelian. Um, and uh, Nobru. And Cutie Cinderella. Does that you say that? Fuck if I know. <laughs> I don't even know who three of these people are. I don't. Yeah, I don't know three of these people. Um, so uh, I think, I think either Ludwig or Nobelian is going to win um, because Nibel left uh, Twitter. I feel like he might win uh, in general, but I also would like him to win because out of these five, uh, I followed him on Twitter because I thought he was honestly one of the best news sources for gaming uh, on the internet, and now he's gone. Which sucks. Yeah, I wish someone would like fund that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy when he left. I'm like, ah, shit. Now I can't get like just straight up news on gaming anymore. Like, because he was like quick. As soon as it happened, he was like already reporting on it. No opinion. Just boom, here's the news. And I'm like, thank you. That's why everybody loved him. Yeah. And uh, now I just got to sift through opinion pieces and find the find the facts. So anyway. It's like trying to figure out how many cups of fucking sugar you put in a recipe while... Uh, sifting through someone's life story about oh, how they yeah. fucking learned their grandmother's recipe and of when they were a kid when they used to go to the cabin the mountains, yep. yeah. exactly um so yeah i think he'll win and i want him to win but i also think there's a good chance ludwig could uh win and uh 
if any of the other people could win, I'm ignorant, so I can't make that judgment. I was like, too, those those peeps are, are are zoomies, so I'm the wrong demographic for them anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, they look like they're 13. <laughs> uh, I, I want a nibble to win, I think. Uh, dude deserves it, especially after all the years and years of just giving straight up you know, facts mm. on Twitter. Um, I do watch, um, I don't watch him stream, but I do watch, uh, his, uh, edited content, uh, Ludwig. Um, and I do think he's a good content creator. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he won as well. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised with either, but I also know that, uh, the winners are based off of a Q or, um, um, what's the, what's the uh, it's a committee. committee. Yeah. yeah. There's a committee that that picks these and they use our votes essentially as as tiebreakers. Um I know when uh uh Nebellion left Twitter, Jeff Keeley was one of the first people who was like, you know, vocal about like, ah oh, shit, that sucks that he's yeah. gone. So I feel like he's gonna win just because of that. Maybe to kind of he's on here and like he's from Twitter and I feel like they're gonna make him win this to maybe get him to come back. Like, because he deserves the recognition. He's been 100%. doing it for a long time. Yeah. So I, I feel like he's going to win. Also, shout out for the fucking mob uh, profile picture. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't even, I, I have never watched that anime, but every time I see that face anywhere, it, great. anywhere on the internet, I think of him. Yeah. And it's not even him. <laughs> that's, that's from an anime. So, um, all right. So, uh, yeah. Next one up, we got best multiplayer for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game, genre, or platform. The nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, remember that game, Overwatch 2, remember that game, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. Very interesting. This one's tough for me. Um, Holy shit. Okay, so... I don't think Overwatch 2 is going to win, even though typically I would say that it's going to win because it's a Blizzard game. That game met some very big critiques and still does. So I don't know if it's going to win. Uh, I think Modern Warfare 2 could definitely win because it's just a, a big game. Everybody's played it. But Multiverses was kind of a big deal when it first came out. It's kind of lost that steam, though. So this one's a little tough for me. I am just going to throw it out there, and I'm just going to take the safe bet and think Modern Warfare 2 is going to win. But I would like Multiverses to win because it was a very out-of-nowhere fresh game that was way better than it deserved to be. It still is. It's it's a lot of fun. I need to return to it. Um, and when I was playing it, I really enjoyed it. So, um, you know, it's new. Um, came out of nowhere, did really well. I'd like it to win. I think Call of Duty will win. Will win. I also think Call of Duty will win, um, though I think and deserves it too. Though it's great. I think Overwatch Two has a chance as well because as much as I've heard negative, I have seen a ton of people who, or seen a ton of people who play it. So yeah, um, and it's free to play. I don't care about any of these games. Uh, the one I'm gonna. The, the closest interest I'm going to have on this whole list is Splatoon out of all of them. So I'm just going to give my hope to that one, I guess. Okay. But this is not my genre. <laughs> so you think Modern Warfare or Overwatch 2 will win and you want Splatoon 3? Yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. This one's kind of tough because they're all just like, they're, they're multiplayer games and like. It's a whole bucket of meth for like, me. Like voting 
what the best multiplayer game is when they're all like they're all good multiplayer games like it's kind of a weird optic to to choose a winner for yeah it's not very specific outside if you play with other people and there's way more multiplayer games out too than just these so it's like it's it's tough okay so next one we got is best sports and racing for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing game the nominees are f122 fifa 23 nba 2k 23 gran turismo 7 ollie ollie world um oh skateboarding yeah yeah there's like a little (laughs) indie game so it's kind of cool it even made this yeah yeah for sure um i think fifa 23 will win i think or i want gran turismo 7 to win this is easy for me Uh, out of all these games gran turismo 7 uh it's an awesome game i love gran turismo and it's the only game on here that I care about. Uh, but I know FIFA is huge worldwide. Yes. Uh, I played FIFA. We played FIFA for Plus Club, and it was it wasn't bad. pretty decent. Yeah. So, um, and when I said that, people were like, yeah, FIFA's always pretty good. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to win. Uh, I 100% agree with you on all fronts. All right. Easy enough. Yeah. Um, next one. We got is best sim and strategy best game focused on real time or turn based simulation or strategy gameplay irrespective of platform. Nominees are Dune Spice Wars, which I did not know came out, um, Mar- Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Total War, Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. Sega's on here twice. Yeah, did they? It's funny because people think like Sega is just like Sonic. And I'm like, Sega actually still produces a lot of games. I think it's weird how many strategy games they publish. They made that uh, Humankind game too. Yeah, weird. So it's, it's, yeah, it is weird. I don't know what to say here. Um, so I'm going to say I think Mario's going to win, and I think Total War Warhammer 3 should win. Uh, I'm going to say I think Mario, and I hope Mario. All right, fair enough. And I want to say Dune, but I haven't played it. I haven't really seen it. I don't so know what the hell it is? It's. I know there's a Dune game that the same publisher's doing. That's a survival game. Yeah, I don't want to play I'm that. I'm interested, in but that they haven't one. shown that. Uh, but I didn't know about this one. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. So uh, Mario probably win because uh, I mean, out of the let's let's talk about it for a second. Sim is like a very specific genre for people who are into that um but this isn't being voted on by those people so the mass majority of people are going to look at the recognition of of brands they know and those those brands are mario and possibly warhammer um so yeah Victoria i think is pretty popular too yeah i just uh in paradox makes a bunch of games yeah that are like strategy that are well known amongst like strategy fans but your average person voting sure, sure, sure. and people in this committee are probably gonna look at mario and go they did a really good job with that mario go. game it's a me yeah so i think it'll win <laughs> but uh but total war is also a huge uh franchise when it, it comes is. to strategy so yeah all right next one we got is best family for the best game appropriate for family play irrespective of genre or platform the nominees are kirby and the forgotten land lego star wars the skywalker saga i didn't realize a a lego game came out this year uh mario rabbids or mario plus rabbids sparks of hope nintendo switch sports and splatoon 3 this one's rough because i haven't played any of these and i don't know if i would i do kind of want to play mario um I've never played a Splatoon in my life, um, 
I hear they're fun, but I don't know anybody who plays them. So it's it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's a conspiracy. I don't feel like the game exists. You should watch the stream. They're fun. Um, yeah. Or the game is fun. Not necessarily I should stream. just buy and play it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think and want Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope to win. Because uh, I, I know nothing about the other games. Yeah. Um, I've actually watched people play Kirby, Switch Sports, and Splatoon. Um, they're all actually pretty quality. Um, I kind of think and want Kirby to win. Um, everyone I watched play it loved it. So hmm. um, I do think Switch Sports is probably a really good family pick, though, uh, since we're looking at category. So I think I think Switch Sports will win. I want Kirby to win. This is one of those uh, one of those awards that's going to happen like in between two segments, real quick. Like, by the way, best family, this one probably, and it's going to move on. So, uh, so you said which one you won? Which one? I, I think Switch Sports will win. Cause okay, I, um, interesting. Because I do think it's the most like family, like you know, it's just sports that you mm-hmm. get to do while moving and shit. Yeah. Um, and, but I I would like Kirby to win because I I uh, I heard a lot of good things about it, and uh, Kirby needs a little spotlight. True, true. All right, next we got best fighting for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. What are these choices? The nominees are DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battle R, The King of Fighters 15, uh, Multiverses, and Sifu. I... Is, is Sifu a fighting game? Um... I'm also going to be that guy. Multiverses is also not a fighting game. Man, it's a platform fighter. Mm. Just like uh, Smash Bros. Yeah, those I don't are consider Smash Bros a fighting game. Well, I differentiate them, but I do think they're <laughs> fighting games. They're not traditional fighting games, but I think when people call them platform fighters, uh, I think it's fair because the the essence is different, but it's still head-to-head combat simplified. Um I I don't think Sifu should be here, honestly, because it just seems off. But it is technically a fighting game. You are fighting NPCs. Um, but, I mean, like, is, is Dark Souls a fighting game? Um, I don't know. It seems kind of weird to me. Um, so, anyway, I would like... You know what? I think Multiverses should, should win an award. So, I'm going to say... Uh, I want it to win best fighting because um, it did make a big splash bigger than most of these games. Sifu also made a splash though. So I think either uh, Sifu or Multiverses will win. I think there's a good chance Sifu might win though because people are going to, when I'm thinking about a committee and people, I think they're going to see Sifu and it's going to have limited uh, areas to win an award and people are going to want it to win an award and this might be it. So, uh, and then multiverses, like I said, um, made a huge splash when it first came out. So, uh, yeah, I want that to win, and I think Sifu will win. Yeah, um, I think multiverses will win out of all these, um, I, just because of the accessibility of it. I would. It, this is like the only one I've had like any sort of opinion about, like at any like strong level. I think King of Fighters is the only like. Uh, I mean, DNF Duel, I haven't played JoJo's. I don't know anything about that. DNF Duel um, had some pretty mixed reception when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. King of Fighters is a solid fighting game, always has been. So I 
I would want that one to win. But multiverses, yeah. I think, will win. Um, it's just more accessible. So, yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me if it won. Um, all right, next one we got is best role playing game for the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including including massively multiplayer experiences. Uh, the nominees are Elden Ring, Live Alive, uh, Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, I think Elden Ring will win. I want Xenoblade Chronicles 3 to win. Uh, my reason being is Elden Ring is the by far the biggest game here. Uh, it's it's what I assume uh, it or God of War will be game of the year. I think Elden Ring will have a good chance of winning almost every award that it's part of, um, any any categories. Um, but I love Xenoblade Chronicles too. I haven't played three, so maybe it sounds kind of unfair for me to uh, want it to win. But I think the series deserves the recognition. Um, I think they are kind of that uh, they don't get the attention they deserve. So people who played them love them, but a lot of people don't even know they exist. And so Xenoblade Chronicles 3 winning an award would be really cool. Uh, but I, I think Eldring will, will win. Um, yeah, this is rough. Uh, I forgot. Uh, is it Live a Live? Live a Live? It's, I, I don't know the name of that game. Um, live Alive. Yeah, I forgot that came out. Because um, I know it's an old game that we never got here. They finally brought it here. Um, so if, if I forgot, I imagine a lot of people probably aren't thinking about it, which kind of sucks. Um, so on a personal interest, I want to pick that up. I bought Triangle Strategy. I've not played it yet, so that's not a good sign. True. Um, I do think the, the other three um, all have good chances. Um, I know a lot of people liked the way the Pokemon played. Um, I do think Elden Ring's going to win. And in my personal opinion, I also think it's the one that probably deserves to win. So yeah, probably uh, Elden Ring and Elden Ring. Fair. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that hundred percent because I loved Elden Ring and it is a role playing game, um, even though it's very actiony. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I just want Xenoblade to get some recognition. So yeah, I don't have any feelings towards that series yeah uh, negative or positive i just don't have any so yeah that's fair all right next one we got is best action adventure for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving the nominees are a plague tale requiem god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west stray and tunic oof i think god of war ragnarok will win I also think sneakily, fuck, I don't know, man. I'm thinking like a committee discussing it, and they're probably going to give God of War Ragnarok other awards. They're probably going to be like, well, maybe we should give it to Horizon Forbidden West or Plague Tale Requiem because people loved that game. Um, I'll just say I don't think I don't think uh, Tunic is going to win. Uh, I think it's doesn't have a chance in hell, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I think God of War Ragnarok will win, and I would say I want God of War Ragnarok to win, even though I think it's kind of unfair. I feel like it should be, even though it belongs here, it's it just dwarfs all the rest of the games around it. I mean, I kind of just mostly agree with you 100% on that. I do think the only thing that's throwing me off with this uh, uh, at all is their description 
with combining combat and traversal and puzzle solving. Um, Stray had really good traversal and puzzle solving, but mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no combat. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there technically is, but I, I would not consider that the focus of the game. I think God of War, um, Horizon, probably Tunic, because I think it's supposed to be like a Zelda-esque style game, mm-hmm. uh, are all like the the embodiment of the description they're using for the genre. Um, Plague Tale is pretty close, uh, though more stealth oriented, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, but I, I do think God of War, just kind of, especially with recency bias, is going to be hard to beat. So, so you think and want? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, next one we got is best action game uh, for the best game in the action genre, focused primarily on combat. The nominees are Bayonetta Three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, Neon White, Sifu. And uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Um, I think Call of Duty's going to win, and I would probably vote for Call of Duty. Um, I played a little bit of Sifu. I didn't play it enough. I know a lot of people loved it, um, so I think that's going to be a lot of people's pick. I don't I don't think the community's going to pick it, though. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I played plenty of Modern Warfare. And uh, it's it's a solid game. I'm really enjoying it. So, uh, yeah, I would pick that, and I, I think it will win. Um, Bayonetta 3 I didn't hear much about. I watched someone play it. I saw all this fucking hype for years building up to that game. It came out. I have heard shit on it. Yeah, it kind of ran into this weird snag because, like, one of the people who was supposed to be the voice, mm-hmm. I think, of Bayonetta. Um, Originally was. Yeah, made some some claims. Um, that they offered, that apparently like. Apparently was debunked later. Yeah. Yeah, it's really um, weird. But uh, I think it stole some traction from the game. Yeah, it derailed so, it. Yeah. That became the story, not the game. That okay. she wanted people to boycott the game, or at least Which I don't know if she. I don't. Know, I don't know if she wanted that, but people were discussing boycotting the game. I saw some people pretty pretty adamant about it. But then, like, yeah, they, it got they debunked. Found a cause baby. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> the next thing. And fucking. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's it's so weird how that yeah. game was so hyped for so long and then just came out nothing. Um, I watched one person play most of it, and they were having a blast. So, Yeah, um, I heard really good things about Ninja Turtles. I do want to play it. Um, and Sifu, I think there's a good chance it could win. Um, I just I look at Call of Duty, I'm like, it's fucking, it's Call of Duty, it's huge. Yeah. And this is a good Call of Duty, so, yeah. I think Call of Duty is going to win. I want Neon White to win. Fair. All right, let's move on to the next one. We got best VR AR for the best game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform. The nominees are After the Fall, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter 2. I am not up to date on my VR games, apparently, because I do not know these games outside of Among Us VR, uh, which looks neat. And... uh, Moss Book 2, which the original one looked neat. Um, I know Bone Lab, though. Um, I think Among Us will win, just because of uh, how, how well it's known. Um, that game was was gigantic, and you know people are not going to forget about that. Um, it's going to be the most recognizable of these. And uh, fuck it, I'll say I wanted to win, too, because uh, you know Among Us is uh, no slouch, and it's a fun game. Yeah, I'm also uh, out of touch with the VR scene. 
uh, mostly because the only VR I personally own is a PSVR, um, and I don't have my PS4 hooked up, so I'm not playing VR games. Mm. Um, I do have a PSVR 2 coming next year. Looking forward Congrats. to that. Um, I did not get one locked in, but I'm sure they'll be oh, yeah. accessible pretty quickly. because uh, Especially with the way a lot of hardware is now. Well, yeah, and a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people compared to, you know, a new console are going to be interested in buying VR. Yeah. Um, I do think Among Us VR will win. Um, I've already seen tons of clips. It's hilarious. Um, I can only imagine how stressful that game is when you can't do it from an above uh, view perspective. Yeah, someone can, like, sneak up behind sneak you. Sneak up on you, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think it's maybe this is terrible but the the memes of of people making children cry in that game is hilarious um, i have not seen anything on it apparently yeah it's it you should look it up it's a good laugh um those kids are un- terrified and like i said i'm probably pretty awful for even saying it but hmm. maybe their parents should be paying attention to what the fuck they're playing um <laughs> and then uh actually i think i would want moss to, to win i don't know if moss book 2 is good but the first one i i remember playing a small like demo or something for it mm-hmm. and it was cool so yeah it was neat um i like i like the way they handle um action adventure games in in vr when you are effectively the camera um because you get to really just kind of look around while like controlling someone going through i don't know it's hard to explain vr is like the worst thing to explain to people it's something you have to do so it's almost like you're looking down like a tabletop game yeah you're controlling the character with the controller yeah it's it's neat i like it um so yeah that that anyways that's my my opinions on it though uh i think among us i want moss yeah yeah fair all right next one we got is innovation in accessibility recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features technology and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider wider audience uh nominees are as dusk falls god of war ragnarok return to monkey island the last of us part one and the quarry uh yeah let's see i think i think god of war ragnarok will probably win but I wouldn't be surprised if the last part one wins because Naughty Dog is really good at accessibility in their games. They put a lot of work into it. Um, but I saw God of War had a lot of work put into it as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the other ones are bringing to the table, but I think it's awesome they're all doing it. Um, I I want... I haven't played the last part one, so I can't say I want that to win because I don't, I don't even know. Um, I just feel like they probably got really good accessibility because I've played their other games. So uh, I'll just say I want God of War Ragnarok because uh, it's a great game. Letting people have uh, access to it uh, by their own means, you know, whatever they need um, is is cool. So, yeah. I think uh, first party Sony games in general uh, have a huge focus on accessibility features, um, which is amazing. I'm glad they do that. On that note, real quick, though, shout out to Xbox making uh, accessibility peripherals. Yes. Like physical things. Yeah, yeah, That's for sure. amazing that they even put the money and effort and research and development into that. Yeah. And obviously at the end of the day, like, you know, the goal is to make money, but a lot yeah. of these people are making these things because, um, you know, you, you could, at least people making it, not the people profiting off it. They, they want people to be able to have the same or similar experiences. Well, imagine you spend years working on something and some people came and experience it. Like you, you want people to check it out. And they have given them the access to do that, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's 
it's just a huge W across the board when it yeah. comes to that kind of stuff. Um, I think uh, I'm just going to throw a random one in there because honestly, I, I, I want all of them to win. I think it's just a category that um, is just a good thing regardless. But I mm. think Last of Us um, will win just to give them something. So. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like they're going to win it too, but God of War is like the big game right now. So, yeah. Yes, yeah. my wants are, are irrelevant. This mm. this category is for other people. And, uh, yeah, so all of them. I don't care who wins it. Yeah, fair. All right, let's go on to the next one. We got best community support, recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates, patches. The nominees are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, uh, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Um, I think this is rough. Uh, Fair. I think Apex or Final Fantasy is going to win. I'll lean at... This one's, this one's tough. I, I, I'll I just lean into Apex. I think it will win. But uh, Final Fantasy wouldn't surprise me. And the ones I want to win, I'm saying ones, I, of course, would like to see Final Fantasy fourteen win because I think they do a great job when it comes to community. Um, but I'd also love No Man's Sky to win because they've done a great job at repairing their image and their communication with their community. Um when they didn't originally uh that's what you want to see is them become better at that and i think they do a great job at it um so really either of those i would like to win um also shout out to no man's guy for having day one playstation vr2 support so yeah i will be playing that for sure we think i think all of them except for destiny 2 i i get weirded out with <laughs> destiny 2 on here because like that community is all over the place. They yeah, love it. True. They hate it. They love it. They hate it. I don't know enough about the Apex community. I know it's doing really well um, overseas uh, as a game, but I don't. I know. I know. I know about respawns it. real quick to be on Twitter, letting people know they know something's wrong with the game. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I don't know if that's something I'd celebrate. But I do think I do know that Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky are actively. Just doing stuff for the games. Honestly, shout out to Fortnite. Yeah, I don't care if you like the game or not. They do a great job with their community. They do. Um, so I think honestly, it can go anyway. Um, I want Final Fantasy fourteen yeah, though. That makes sense. I am completely biased. So yeah, yeah, I want them to win too. But I also I would like the recognition of No Man's Sky. Sure, getting that. Um, I th- now that I think about it, I think Fortnite might win. Yeah. I think they won last time. Yeah. I, th- I feel like they always win. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a tough one uh, because I'm so disconnected from these communities. But, uh, yeah, I would like Final Fantasy or No Man's Sky to win. Um, anything else? Nope. All right. Next one we got is best mobile game. Everybody's favorite for the best game playable on a mobile device. The nominees are Apex Legends Mobile, which I completely forgot came out, Diablo Immortal, everyone's favorite, Genshin Impact, uh, Marvel Snap, don't know what that is, and Tower Fantasy, don't know what that is. Um, out of all these, I well, I played Genshin Impact when it first came out and hopped out of that real quick. Uh, I played Diablo Immortal and uh, hopped out of that real quick. I don't like mobile games, so if I'm being 100% honest, I don't give a fuck about any of these games. 
and I don't care if they win, who I think will win, Diablo Immortal. Really? Based off the committee. I don't think people would vote for it. Um, yeah. Uh, what I want to win, Apex Legends, because I like... Uh, I actually heard the Apex Legends mobile was pretty good. I like the people who own the brand, even though Lightspeed Studios made it. I don't know anything about them, but yeah. I'd like that one to win. I don't want Diablo to win. I feel like it might just because it's a Blizzard game. Uh, just to give you a heads up on Tower Fantasy, that is a uh, Genshin-style game with a character creator made by, uh, I believe Level Infinite is, um, what's that giant investment uh, company in China? Um, Tencent. Tencent. I'm pretty sure it's Tencent Studio. Oh yeah, I, I'm sure Tencent owns all these. Sure, but I think that's literally their studio. Yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, I think Genshin's gonna win. Okay. It is always one of the the uh, most talked about and like retweeted things on Twitter. Like um, when it comes to a lot of things. Anyways. Um, I would like Apex to win because I don't give a shit about the other four at all. Fair. So. All right. Um, and to be clear, I don't want Diablo Immortal to win. I just feel like I, I'm still old school in my, in my mindset of like, oh, it's Blizzard. They'll win because it's Blizzard. But I, I feel like Blizzard has uh, fell from grace. Although yeah. The only Blizzard game going to be available in China here soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember hearing about that. All right, next one up. Hopefully something a little more interesting, and it is. It's best oh, yeah. indie for outstanding creative and technical achievement in the game in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Uh, we like indies around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, nominees are Cult of the Lamb, a game I still haven't played in one or two. Yeah, I heard really good things about it, too. Uh, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. I think... Fuck. I'm just going to... I think uh, Stray will win, and I want Stray to win. I also think Stray will win. Um, it's a you play as a cat. I also beat Stray, so People I guess love I cats. will say I want it to win. Mm-hmm. Though I do, I do have to say, uh, Cult of the Lamb and Neon White. I would also like them to win. I I don't, I didn't, I don't have any opinion on Sifu or Tunic at all. So it's hard for me to talk about. Sifu was like really well received, and I had. And I'm sure anyone watching this who was one of those people, I had people asking me like, "Hey, have you played it? Have you played it yet? Have you played it yet? Are you gonna play it? Have you played it yet?" And I'm just like, uh, "Not yet, not yet, not yet." And fucking, I I have played it. I I didn't beat it, but uh, it's a solid game. I understand why people really like it. But I see all the time people going like, "This game needs to win something." Like hmm. people really, there's there's I've seen people saying it's game of the year. But I've seen the same thing about Stray as well. So yeah. So don't underestimate Sifu. I feel like it's going to win an award. At least one. And if it doesn't... Well, it's on here a few times. So. Yeah. But I also think for sure Stray is going to win an award. And I think when it comes to those two, I think the mass majority of people will vote for Stray over Sifu because Cat. I also think outside of people playing video games, I think Stray is going to pull in non-gamers as well to play it so yeah not that they're going to be participating in game awards but you know what I mean. sure 
and not to devalue Stray, I, I beat it. I really Me liked too. it. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a really cool experience and not just because Cat, but also like the world was really interesting. I thought the story was touching and, and uh, short and sweet, which yeah, I really liked. storytelling really well. Yeah, so it definitely, if it wins something, awesome. I mm-hmm. wanted to, but also at the same time, I feel like Sifu is going to win something. So uh, Cult of the Lamb came out. People liked it, but it didn't get the same kind of acclaim that Sifu and Stray got. Tunic, I didn't fucking even hear anything about. Yeah, I saw one person play that game. It looked neat. Didn't hear anything about it. Neon White, I've heard a couple people say some stuff about it, but not in the same regard of, like, Sifu or Stray. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, So, which one did you say? Stray. Stray? You Mm -hmm. want and think? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, fair enough. Let's move on. We got best ongoing awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. So this is about the ongoing game experience. Uh, Nominees are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Um, I think Fortnite will win. I want Final Fantasy XIV to win, but a slight nod to Fortnite. Uh, It is the only game out uh, that's on Unreal Engine uh shit what is it five 5.1 yeah 5.1 5.2 5.1 whatever the newest version is yeah. it's the only game out and it looks really good i'm sure <laughs> uh i saw somebody uh post a video and they're like this game doesn't deserve to look this good and i'm like it's made by the it, people who make unreal I'll say it doesn't deserve it it's the same company yeah <laughs> i mean it's if there's a place to show off it's their most popular game oh i'll say um so what a weird thing to say um you know say what we will about fortnite like who cares if you don't like it? Yeah, they uh, they they do a good job supporting that game, and they use it to showcase their newest tech. I mean, it's kind of neat. So, um, as like a you know an ongoing game, I don't know if you get more successful than Fortnite. Um, but I, out of these, I like Final Fantasy fourteen the most. So um, I would like to see that win. I think Fortnite will win. I think Genshin's gonna win, unfortunately. I just have I, I'm so disconnected from Genshin Impact that like I have no idea where people are at when it comes to that game. Foam at the mouth. I don't know anybody who plays it, or at least I don't know anybody who's vocal about playing it. So but uh, I, I kind of like it, it's a mobile game. I know mobile games are fucking huge, and that's a whole realm of gaming well, I'm not even connected to. It's a PC game. Sure. But, uh, has multiplayer but there are like global markets where people do just play on their phones. And so, like, it's accessing a group, a demographic of gamers that I'm not connected to. So I can't even make that judgment call. But I kind of believe when, you, when you're so ready to be like, this will probably win. Maybe. I, I'm going to be blown away if it doesn't. Fair. Because, I, like I said, I, they're, they're foaming at the mouth of that game. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. I, I want Final Fantasy to win, I think. Um, if I had to give a second place, I'd probably say Apex, but I just don't think Apex has the steam it once had. So, Yeah. yeah at least, at least in a Western audience. Sense, I always so. see it kind of pick up again, but never to the point of when it was huge. It's just kind of riding its wave still. I mean, it has its player base, the same way Fortnite 100%. does. The Fortnite did get that little bump when they added the... Uh, the no builder mode. Yeah. I think they almost smart. got me to hop in. I had installed and I was like, hey, am I going to play Fortnite? Am I going to devote time to this? No. And I uninstalled it. So, yeah. uh, though I kind of want to check it out again with that, with that unreal update. So they keep doing little things with Fortnite. They like make me, make me go like, should I play it? But I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. All right. Uh, next one. We got games for impact for a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning or message. I always think this category is kind of like, 
I get what they're trying to do with it, but at the same time, it's like there's a lot of provoking, thought-provoking games out there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of pretentious, and I hate using that fucking word. Uh, Nominees are a memoir, Blue, as Dusk Falls, Citizen Sleeper, and Endling Extinction is Forever, Hindsight, and I was a teenage uh, eco colonist. Exo. Or not eco, exo colonist. Uh, I haven't played any of these. Me either. I have I not heard of I have, any of these. Well, I've heard of as Dusk Falls because it was in one of the Xbox presentations we watched, uh, and it's that like picture moving picture game where it's like uh, you pick you pick decisions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so because it's the only thing I know of, I think it will win, and I I, I want to win because I know it exists. Uh, so based on that. I'm going to say I think that one wins as well. Uh, but I'm going to say Citizen Sleeper has the coolest picture out of all of them here. Yeah. So I want that one to win. That's fair. <laughs> I want the EXO Eco Colonist. I actually love the the picture for that Citizen Sleeper. It's a really good art, it looks art cool. piece. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. All right. Very thought-provoking. Moving on. Best performance Oof, okay. awarded to an individual for voice over acting or yeah, acting motion and or performance capture uh, nominees is everyone deserves the win. Um, the nominees are Ashley Birch, who was in uh, Horizon Forbidden West, mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte uh, McBurney uh, in uh, Plague Tale Requiem. Um, what's that character? Uh, Ashley Birch plays Aloy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character in uh, Plague Tale Requiem is it a niece? I don't remember her name. I don't remember either. But main character, yeah. uh, Christopher Judge as uh, Kratos in God of War Ragnarok, uh, Manon Gage in Immortality. Don't know. Oh, I don't even know. What, I don't know what that game is. I'm sure she did great if she's on here. Uh, and then Sunny uh, Soljic, Soljic uh, for uh, God of War Ragnarok, and I believe that's who played uh, Atreus. Um, holy shit! I think I think Christopher Judge will win. And I want him to win because he did a really good job. But like uh, Sonny also did really good as Atreus. Um, Ashley Birch did really good as Aloy. I think some of the writing for Aloy wasn't good, but she does. But she does great. Like she plays it, especially because I'm playing like Tiny Tina right now. And it's the same person. Mm -hmm. She's got range and she'll play her character well. So that's rough. And then I've played the first Plague Tale and I think. If it's the same actor, she did a really good job in Plague Tale. I hear she's even better than this. So, uh, fuck, it's it's rough. I I just think uh, I think Christopher Judge. People like that guy. I think he's gonna win. I want him to win. But I think everyone here deserves to win. So, anyway. yeah, straight up five. They all did great. I mean, I don't know. I just I just one, assume right? she did a good job. But other ones I know MVPs. They they do great. Mm-hmm. Um, I have nothing negative to say. They're 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 doing really good work. I'm I do think Christopher Judge is going to win. I also want him to win, um, mostly because in God of War Ragnarok, instead of just being a grunty, uh, you know, typical uh, Kratos, he has way more emotion uh, and range. Subtle, subtle emotions. Very subtly though, yeah. um, which I think is very talented to do because uh, it's sure. it's really hard to like make someone who's kind of like one emotion well i mean he could have just like yeah. i am grooted his way through that that yeah. character 
um, easily, and he might have done in, in the last God of War. I think he did a good job in that for sure. But in this one, there is a little more range to his character yeah, because, he was a little more because the game. story. And if you want to see our full review, go check it out. We discussed that whole fucking game. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot more opportunities in the story in Ragnarok for him to explore emotions in Kratos, Still which is being which is rough yeah. to do, but he does it. So yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I think that was that was standout. But I do think again, not discrediting anyone else here, I think they're mm-hmm. all amazing. So yeah, for sure, I have a lot of respect for voice actors. So I think it's crazy that if you have followed Ashley Birch since, hey Ash, what what you playing? It's a wild ride, dude. It's really crazy that she became a voice actor and and like more than competent one. So yeah. that's that's really cool to see that uh, trajectory. And uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Sonny Soljic because uh, whether you liked playing as a tracer or not, I see a lot of people saying they didn't like those parts in the game. Um, his performance was good. So he played like a, a kind of angsty growing up, uh, you know, teenager well. So I, I, I audibly told him to shut the fuck up. Uh, so he's doing his job right if I'm annoyed with him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Chris will win. Uh, moving on, we got Best Audio Design, recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. Uh, nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. Um, Ooh. This is fucking rough yeah. uh, for audio design because my brain's just like, Elden Ring, God of War. But I'm like, hold on, it's audio design. Um, out of all of these games... The one I've talked about was God of War Ragnarok. In our review, I talked about how you can hear the metal on fingers and the leather folding when he's, you know, walking. Uh, there's some really, really good audio design in God of War Ragnarok. Um, hold on. It says best in-game audio and sound design. It doesn't say soundtrack. So is it just audio design? I think it's everything outside of music. Okay. Because... Uh, yeah, I I think God of War will win, and I want God of War, War to win. But uh, these all have really good audio design. I liked the audio in all of these. I'm, uh, I'm actually going to throw it out there. I think Elden Ring probably is the worst out of the five. Yeah, I agree. I was literally just about to say that. And that's not a slight towards it. I think it sounds fine, but it's the most minimal. Uh, Grand Trozo 7 has great audio. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West had great audio. Uh, God of War has really good design. They really thought about it. And uh, Modern Warfare 2 has great audio. I know some people complain about the footsteps and multiplayer, but um, the sound effects are great. The Mm. guns sound fucking beefy and awesome. Uh, Directional audio is good. But it's also a competitive game, so it's got to like have cues for the person. Yeah, 100%. But God of War has a bunch of great audio cues as well. It's a really well thought out game when it comes to audio. So I think it'll win and I want to win. Um, it's hard for me to say which one I think will win because I don't think everyone's thinking the same way as you just yeah presented sure. it. I do want God of War to win. Um, I do think. God, I think they all have a pretty good chance to be honest. But I don't think Grand Turismo Seven will win, and I don't think Horizon Forbidden West will win. I don't think Horizon Forbidden West is going to win much of anything this year, which is kind of crazy because it is a standout AAA well-made game in every regard. The other games that came out this year fucking overshadowed it. Gorilla has a tendency to release games at terrible Crazy. times. Crazy. That that game would have been game of the year almost any other year. 
and it it comes out on on years where like some just slightly bigger game comes out yeah fucking crazy um yeah i don't think those will win i think just to mix it up i'm just gonna say i think call of duty is gonna win but i want god of war to win yeah yeah my brain's like, what about Elden Ring? That's a great game. I'm like, mm, it, but sure. audio design. But if, I, it just has video game audio. Like yeah, basic exactly. video game yeah, audio. It, it, but, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine audio. But it's not like, it didn't make me go like, oh shit. They did a really good job on that right. audio no, design. There's no gushing. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas like God of War, as I was playing, I was going like, whoa. They did a good job here. So Yeah, for sure. And Call of Duty for sure. That's a safe bet. Okay, um, next one. We're uh, in the fifth category now, which is Top best five. score and music for outstanding music inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. The nominees are A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, brave of them to throw that in here, and uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which I have not played, but I bet it has amazing music because I love the music in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um this one's tough. I can't. I can't speak on any of these games except for Elden Ring and God of War, which really sucks. Yeah. Um. I also don't think. I don't think Metal Hellsinger will win, and I know a lot of people who played it probably are like, "But the music's awesome in it." I'm sure it is. Do you know what that game is? No. It's like a. It has like metal playing, like heavy metal playing, to uh, while you're shooting stuff. So oh. they did some really neat stuff with like the design of the game. I've, I, if it's not the same game, I've seen another game just like that then sure yeah um but because it's not going to have some big orchestral score that was made for it that makes it feel huge and cinematic i don't think it's gonna it's gonna win um i don't think xenoblade chronicles 3 will win either just because uh you're either a fan of that series or you're not and if you're not a fan of it you're not even thinking about it um elder ring honestly has some really good music but it also Sometimes just doesn't have a whole lot of music going on uh, when it comes to like the atmosphere. And then uh, God, of War, God of War Ragnarok, I think, has a very well done soundtrack, but no songs really stuck with me, which is really interesting. Fair. And I haven't played a Plague Tale Requiem, so I can't tell. Although yeah. a bunch of people say that game is like beautiful, so I can only assume the soundtrack is really good for it. Um, I think. I think God of War will win, but I I could see Elden Ring winning for and sure. You are not confident in that. I think either of those could win, but yeah. I I yeah I I don't I don't know. And what I want to win, uh, I'll go with Elden Ring. Yeah, uh, again, same kind of thing. I I only know the soundtrack of two of these games. Um, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I can't remember a single song. God of War. It's probably honestly probably one of the weakest parts of the game for me is that I am I'm, I'm not thinking about the music at all. There's one song that almost sounds like the Halo song. It starts off like oh, and it goes oh, it goes like louder and yeah. goes higher, and I'm like okay, now it's not Halo. You think it works really well in the regards of like the game itself, but like I'm not thinking of it as in the terms of like a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think FromSoft in general knows how to make epic ass music. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I I want Elden Ring to win. Um, the fights in that feel intense. 
very much so because of the music on top of the difficulty. Well, it's fucked because the fights are intense. And they then are. it's just like any from software game, but then the music hits and it makes it even worse. Just amps it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just to, again, mix it up, I'm going to say I think Plague Tale will win because I, okay. I know it's a cinematic game. Um, and I'm just going to kind of throw a random guess out there. So I want to just comment real quick. We both want Elden Ring to win. For music, yeah. Okay. 100%. Um, I keep picking God of War Ragnarok on a lot of these things um, just because I think it's going to probably be the standout. But I also feel like Elden Ring could be. But God of War is just one of those games that I feel like the people who wouldn't play a Souls-like game would play God of War. So that's why I kind of keep thinking like it will win as opposed to wanting. But it's also a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just keep noticing I keep going God of War, God of War, God of War because I'm like it's a big AAA game. Big AAA games win like everything typically so um but yeah when it comes to music elden rings soundtrack is fitting it's very stressful and big and epic and dark i love it yeah it's really good (laughs) all right but also i i know xenoblade chronicles 3 has an amazing soundtrack without even hearing it so (sighs) i need to play that game (laughs) okay so uh number four we got best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation and animation that's a that's an interesting one yeah that's a weird curveball so sony just wins across the board (laughs) if there's just like an animation best animation sony would win have you guys seen callisto protocol regardless of what you think of that game it looks amazing the character models look amazing and the animations look amazing and sony put 150 people of theirs to work on that game which is crazy and they gave them access to their motion capture studio i don't know why sony was just like this isn't our game but we'll help you um anyway that quick little tangent the nominees for best art direction are elden ring god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west scorn and stray um regardless of what you think of scorn it has a very unique art style to it yeah and i'm glad even though i know it won't win i'm glad to see it get some representation because uh if it had one thing going for it it was the way it looked um that being said oh man um i want elden ring to win in art direction i thought the world in elden ring uh was incredible looking um and i think think it might win um god of war also has an amazing art direction all these games have yeah this great, is a hard one these all have great art direction um but I, I don't think scorn will win i don't think horizon forbidden west will win stray could maybe win because it has a very unique quirky art style kind of feel awful for horizon but yeah so do i i i hate it because like i'm like that game that's like a triple a very well made game and yeah. it just like is gonna be overshadowed by elden ring and god of war um and god of war has like these big epic fucking set pieces and like crazy visuals and that's our direction the crazy visuals is art direction um so it, that could win too. I just like, I'm starting to think about like what game I prefer the visual style the most. And I think I liked Elden Ring more. I just thought it had a really cool, dark visual style that was like visually made me want to go explore the world without the game telling me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but God of War is really good too. So it's, it's really hard, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put my chips on. I want Elden Ring and I think Elden Ring, but uh, any, anything could go here. Yeah. 
Um, I'm actually going to say I think Stray will get it. Okay. Uh, because they did animate very convincingly a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that will matter a lot to a lot of people. And well, it is a very artsy game. The artistic design yeah. of the robot world mm-hmm. is really neat. Um, so I, I kind of think that one um, will win. I okay. want Elden Ring to, to win. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to kind of add on to what you said. The game is not like a graphically impressive game. It looks good because of the art design. It's design, yeah. When it's... you walk out and see the outdoors for the first time, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah, and then seeing the tree and then later seeing it on fire. And... and every single zone is just very well uh, made. And again, it's not a graphically intensive game at all. In mm-hmm. fact, in the graphic department, it's pretty okay. Yeah. Uh, but it is artistically put together very well. Dude, I love the world. It's so yeah. gorgeous and so bleak. And, like, character models are awesome. Malakath is fucking dope looking in his black armor and uh, being like a cat dude. You want cats in games. Fucking Elden Ring's <laughs> got it. But, uh, yeah. It, yeah. This it, one's tough. It's a spectacle. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great looking game, though. But I do think Stray, I think Stray has a really good chance because I think it's doing a lot of things that... Um, uh, you know, we we haven't seen, and then also mm-hmm. it is because of the nature of a lot of indie games. I would argue the whole thing is very artsy. So, yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, it's, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't win, but I, I'm just gonna kind of put my chips there. All right, next one up, we got best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. So this is all about the storytelling and the narrative development. We got uh, Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality, a game I don't know what it is. Um, That was the one with the voice actor, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, For storytelling and narrative, I don't think Elden Ring will win this. Even though it has really cool lore, it doesn't tell a specific story clearly as well as like God of War does. Also the flow is very much based on like you sticking to the story and yeah. not wandering around. Um, and a Plague Tale Requiem, I hear the story's really good. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, I've heard mixed things on the story. Uh, I never beat it, but uh, I am over halfway through it and uh, it's interesting. Um, so only because I, I've played it, uh, God of War Ragnarok, um, I want to win. I think a Plague Tale Requiem will win. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if God of War wins. Yeah. I'm 100% in agreement with you. <laughs> okay. Um, and I do think it's because, for narrative reasons, I think Plague Tale is literally a narrative game. It's a story game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember the little bit I played the first one doing a really good job of doing that. Um, I, I really like God of War story and the way it's told, but it does have a lot the th- same thing. I was kind of like hinting at with Elden Ring about like, it's really easy to wander and like stop being told the story as mm-hmm. well. And so that interrupts, I think the flow. Um, I also think that the story is very open in God of War, um, versus I think in Plague Tale is going to be a lot more focused. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's that's where my head's at on that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. 
So, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't know how I don't know what immortality is. <laughs> like I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what kind of game it is. I couldn't tell you if it's a, if it's a fucking platformer, if it's a, a choose your own adventure like story adventure game. Yeah, I, I have no idea. So that's kind of thrown me off. I'm like, this is up here with some big games. I don't know what the fuck it is. So. All right. Uh, second category is best game direction awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. So outstanding creative vision. So we're talking about the, the creative vision and we're talking about uh, game direction design overall. So, uh, oof. yeah. Nominees are Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. I think... Overall game direction, God of War Ragnarok uh, would be my pick and what I think will win. Um, Though I think Elden Ring, I also want to win this because the direction is... is, um, When we're talking about like uh, it says innovation and game direction and design, when I think of the design aspect, Elden Ring's designed immaculately. It's it incentivizes you to play it and want to continue based off of the game's design. The game doesn't tell you, all right, you got to go over there now. You just go because you want to. That's yeah. insane design. It, it, it incentivizes you going further out of pure gameplay. It's fucking crazy. But God of War Ragnarok across the board in every single way is directed insane from... Uh, the world design uh, to the gameplay design to the audio, like everything is designed so well. It is uh, such a, a pillar of what AAA strives to be. And so it's hard to overlook that. Um, I don't think Horizon Forbidden West will win, uh, even though I think it, if it won, great. I would, I would be happy for it. Um, Immortality, I know nothing about, and Stray. Uh, if there was an, a best indie game direction, uh, I think it would win. It has really smart design as well, but for sure, not. It's just not in the same ballpark as Elden Ring or God of War in terms of like it doesn't have the budget, the team, or anything to create something as well designed, and uh, it doesn't have enough variables to compete, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I, I. What did I say that I wanted? God of War. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I'm looking at both of them. I'm like, fuck, they're both good, but in different ways. But I, I just think like if you average it across the board, everything in God of War is so well designed. Um, but I think Elden Ring's core gameplay design is like one of the best in like the last ten years. Better than God of War in that regard. So, but yeah, I just feel like everything in God of War. Um, just kind of hits the right note. So I, I want and think that'll win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Elden Ring gets it. Yeah. I I think God of War will win. Yeah. Um, I I actually would say, though, I want Elden Ring to win. Yeah. Um, and I think that's mostly because as someone who struggles with open world games. That's fair. I put a lot of time into that game. Mm-hmm. So, I think that counts for a lot. <laughs> I think it was the director of Elden Ring recently came out and 
he's being interviewed and someone's like, why do you think the game did so well? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, he doesn't even know. So like, because for him, it's, I mean, I'm sure it's, they're, they're playing that up a bit, but like, it's just like, they've been making games like this for a while. It's just a bigger game. But like, I think it's a culmination of many things that made the game yeah. really stand out. But I saw it's funny. It's just like, Mm. <laughs> like fucking, <laughs> and here I am going like it's one of the best like designed gameplay games I've played in fucking years, easily. Um, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, you said you wanted. Elden I want Ring? Elden Ring, but I, I think God I, of War. I also, it. I also want Elden Ring, but I also want God of War because just everything's so well done in that game. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Okay. Um, Last category, we will not be saying what we want because we have to keep that secret for when we have our conversation. So if you want to know what we think the game of the year is for 2022, you're going to have to join our conversation when we have it. We'll probably have it in about a week um, in which we will be discussing our game of the year and our two runner-ups, games that we uh, think deserve uh, that could have been game of the year but just did not make it. And this year I'm thinking possibly because there is a good chance the people we have on this conversation, I'm going to try and get everybody, uh, all the tasty crew on, uh, there's a good chance Elden Ring or God of War will be people's game of the year for 2022. And if not, awesome, I welcome that. Uh, we might start with our game of the year this year and then do the runner-ups after because if we do the runner-ups, it's going to reveal our game of the year before we get to discuss it. True. So. We'll have discussion about it and figure it out, but look forward to that. We will not be talking about what we think the game of the year is here um, or what we want to win, obviously, because I'd be revealing. So uh, we will discuss what we think will win, though, and uh, what we think about these nominees. So with that game of the year, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experiences across all creative and technical fields. So the best game of the year. Nominees are A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Shout out to Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for making it on here. Before these were announced, there was a shitload of people on Twitter I saw going, they won't even put Xenoblade Chronicles 3 on here. They fucking deserves it, and they won't even do it. I gotta mention. And I saw Jeff Keighley go, just hold on a second. And then, like, when this came out, I was just like, there it is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, shout out to that. And I've seen plenty of people, specifically over on my TikTok, uh, telling me when I asked them, what they think is going to win game of the year. Quite a few people, actually quite a few people said Stray as well, uh, said Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So funny thing about Xenoblade Chronicles 3 as well is uh, a guy I watch for Final Fantasy and Square Enix content in general, uh, Mr. Happy, um, does not like the Xenoblade games. But Interesting. Uh, um, specifically the the second one he really did not like. Ooh, I love that game. Um, he's, but he his chat would not leave him alone. He finally played this, and he almost dropped it in the beginning of the game. But then he said... Does he not like the combat? I don't know what it is about it. Okay. It's something he doesn't like The combat's kind of weird. Um, but he said, after a bit, that game has a moment where, like, he's like, I, it, it clicked for me finally. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, So I guess it starts a little slow, but afterwards, he's like, it just goes. And it was way better than... I heard it's really good. Yeah, so... Um, so for someone who doesn't like that game to the series to come and like say that's a good game i think is also a good testament to it as well so, yeah um, i have no personal experience with any of them so yeah uh and then also one thing i, I kind of want to throw out there as well this is the first year ever for the game awards 
that every single nominee, I would be happy if it won. This is true. That's that's a weird thing for me because a lot of times I'll see a game I'm like, why is that there? Yeah. Why? Oh, that's a pity pick. Why is that there? Yeah. yeah. Or or like, oh, well, that's a fucking Nintendo game. Of course it's gonna win. Um, that kind of thing. This this year I'm like, dude, these even it's the games I haven't played. Yeah. I'm like, these are all stellar games, and it just kind of reminds me of like, what a what a year 2022 <laughs> has been for gaming. I know summer was kind of like slow. It was a little bit of slog, but that's fine. It gave me time to catch up on some things. But there have been some huge games that came out in 2022. And 2023 is looking like a crazy year, too, um, especially for Square Enix. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think all these deserve to be here, and I'm happy to see all of them here. And if any of these win, I will not feel cheated, except for I do feel like if Sh- I, I feel like if Stray won, it'd be a little dishonest. But I would also understand because it's it's a very charming indie game. For sure. Um, so with that, um, I, if I'm being honest, I think God of War Ragnarok is going to win. I've been saying that before I played the game. I still feel like it's going to win. The reason I think that is because even though Elden Ring is a huge phenom and when it came out, people were very... Just going crazy about it. More people were playing that than ever before when it comes to a From Software game. People who don't even play Souls like games were playing Elden Ring, talking about it. Um, there are still people who are not going to click with a game like that, and there's people who are not going to play a game like that. So I feel like God of War Ragnarok is the most, it's going to be the biggest net thrown on a lot of people. And so with that, I think it's going to get a lot of recognition. And, and it, it's it's a very well made game. It's AAA as fuck. Tells a huge epic story to a game. It's a sequel to a game that was very popular. So I think it's going to win. I also think Elden Ring has the second biggest chance of winning. And I would not be surprised at all if it wins. Um, because it is such a big deal of a game. Um, so those are the games I think will win. But I, I I just edge God of War Ragnarok further than Elden Ring. Because of the, the accessibility to it. I don't think Xenoblade Chronicles 3 will win. I think if Stray wins, it'll be because they don't want to pick between Elden Ring and God of War. And I think that there will be a certain demographic of people who will be happy if Stray wins, and they'll just make them happy. It'll be almost like a pity pick, even though I'm not saying Stray sucks. It's just not of the same caliber as almost every game on the, on here. Yeah, um, It is an indie darling and deserves all the respect that it, it uh, gets, and it's an awesome experience. Um Horizon Forbidden West, I don't think it's going to win. Um, they just released that game in the wrong year again. Uh, and it's a great AAA game. I just don't think it has a chance. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody, nobody. And even, and I guess I'm, it's anecdotal, but like, you know, when I when I put out that thing on, on TikTok asking everybody uh, what their game of the year is, it's, it's mostly people saying Elden Ring, almost everybody. Um, but a lot of people saying God of War as well, uh, especially after God of War came out. Um, some people saying Stray, even less people saying Xenoblade Chronicles Three, and about the same amount of people saying A Plague Tale. Nobody. I I, th- I saw two people say Horizon Forbidden West. So I don't think it's gonna win. Um, and I have no experience with Plague Tale, but I've heard great great things. So if it's as good as they say it is, and there's enough people who have played that great experience, it could win. I just don't think it's gonna be Elden Ring and God of War. These are like fucking. Titans, these are big ass games. Like Elden Ring's like a once in ten years type game. Like it comes out and you're just like, this is a game that'll be remembered forever. God of War Ragnarok is 
the shining example of AAA. It is the pinnacle of, of where AAA games are at right now. So it's rough. I think one of those two will win. But, yeah. Anyway, right. That's my thought process. I do agree it's going to be one of those two. Yeah. Uh, for a very similar thought process. I am actually going to edge towards Elden Ring, though. Okay. I think it was more of a phenomenon. Uh, sure. It's also multi-platform. Um, so more people got their hands on it regardless. Yeah. Uh, and that that is a really good argument that I've thought about. So. I just think... I just think more more people probably played through God of War Ragnarok than Elden Ring. It's hard for me to make the claim. I don't know how many copies God of War sold. I know Elden Ring sold like crazy. It sold really well. I don't know who fucking... I know a lot of people stopped uh, at the first boss, first major boss. First boss. It's kind of... This is not the... the well, I mean, Stace Cast doesn't really matter, but... Mm-hmm. Um, the first boss was quite the wall in that game. Yeah, it's crazy. Because the rest of the bosses, like, there's some hard ones, obviously, but, like, the following. That, that boss ones. is there to go, like, are you ready to play this game? Yes. Yeah, and then you beat that guy, and sure. you're like, okay, the, the rest of it's about this. Yeah. Um, for it's, sure. It's just like a dude going, like, are you sure you want to come in this club? Is this for you? But what's funny, the second time I, I fought him, because it wasn't even a big deal I walked anymore. through him, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But by then, you've been leveling. And right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but I do, th- yeah. I just think I just think there's more, more access to the game, um, and I do. It's still, it's been a whole year almost with that game. My, I my, still find people posting TikToks about it. My big thing is more more people from different platforms can have access to Elden Ring, and it I think made a bigger splash in gaming than God of War. But I don't think Elden Ring represents the more casual gamer. I think hardcore gamers were more vocal about Elden Ring and it sold really well. But I think a lot of that was word of mouth. And I think uh, a lot of people probably didn't play all the way through it. I think a lot of people probably didn't. Um, whereas I think the people who would just refuse to play Elden Ring or stopped playing Elden Ring would probably be more attracted to God of War. So I, I get both arguments. Just for some reason in my head, I just I, I look at God of War. And I'm like, I just feel like the for the, all the fervor of of people talking up uh, Elden Ring, the people who are not talking about games in general played God of War, and they're just sitting there doing their own thing, like, oh, I'm gonna play the big Sony game. They played it, and then when this comes up, like they they're gonna be represented in that sense with voting if they vote. That's also a thing I, I, I have to think about because maybe the people who are passionate about Elden Ring are going to be for sure voting. Well, I think the thing that's against Elden Ring <clears throat> in this regard is that because this is a committee of people in the industry, yeah, a lot of those people bitched about Elden Ring success. Yeah. Also, yeah. So that's another yeah that's another reason why I think God of War like known in the industry is bitching about God of War. Well, no, I'm, I'm sure there's... Never mind, I'm not going to do that. Uh, anyways, yeah, Elden Ring just didn't offer all the like conveniences that AAA games have, and so um, when people were praising it, people got offended. Yeah. So uh, Also, I, people are suckers for storytelling, and people are suckers for uh, father-son dynamics yeah. in storytelling. It's going to feel more impactful. The experience of Elden Ring, I think, is probably the most impactful game experience I had this year. In terms of like, whoa, what somebody did with a game, but it doesn't have the father son story continuation 
that people are just going to identify with storytelling wise. So, and hopefully by breaking this down and discussing this, you're not, anyone isn't thinking like, I'm like, well, Eleanor's not as good as God or vice versa. I'm just saying like, just looking at it critically, there's a lot of variables. I know people are just like, well, that game's better. That game's better. That's what I want to win. I get that. But there's just certain layers to this that are like, like there's a, there's a hardcore fervor behind Elden Ring because it's like a once in 10 year game. But God of War hits a lot of check marks on like what wins game of the year typically. Except for Sekiro one. Yeah, that, that one was weird though, because like, and that, but that is also, uh, that's a point I actually made before too. I was like, both these guys have won Game of the Year before. They have. Santa Monica won for God of War and uh, FromSoft From has won for Sekiro. Yeah. I just think Sekiro is weird because like that year, people weren't talking Sekiro for Game of the Year, but the committee decided it was Game of the Year, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. So it shows they would vote for something like an Elden Ring. I don't know. I don't know who's in that committee. I just assume it's a lot of people from uh, from the game industry. But uh, yeah, um, I, and Jeff Keighley, of course. Yeah, and I and like I just think at the end of the day, it's probably gonna be one of those two. Mm-hmm. I just think uh, in my head, I think it leans more towards Elden Ring just because of just the sheer amount of of of, of people. And I and I think the, the casual thing makes sense in the regards of like if we're talking to just people. But this is. I'm assuming casuals probably aren't don't even know what the fuck the game awards are, so yeah. So it's it's it. I I I don't think I don't have a hard opinion in that regard. I just yeah. I do think there are more variables in Elden Ring's favor in that regard. But I do think um, God of War hits all of the like you said all the check boxes mm-hmm. um, for just like what you expect out of game design. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Like if Elden Ring didn't come out this year, I just be like God of War was gonna win. I think it'd be hard to argue. Yeah, just because like when it comes to AAA and there's other AAA games here, it just did everything. Yeah, that you expect a AAA to have to do to win. But Elden Ring's just like this fucking thing that happened, this anomaly that happened that just did everything right when it comes to gameplay, which is the most important thing in a video game. People mm-hmm. forget that sometimes because you look at the spectacle of AAA and you're like, wow, it's insane. Video games can do this. But then you go, but wait, gameplay is really fucking important. And Elden Ring has phenomenal gameplay. So it's rough. Yeah. But like we've said already a million times, we both think one of these two games is going to win. Yeah. And I don't care. Um, I don't care who wins. Yeah. (laughs) I think like you said earlier, I think everyone on this list Mm -hmm. um, deserves to be on the list. So like if if Xenoblade Chronicles three, one, I'd be like, what? That's crazy. It'd be surprising. Yeah. But I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. It would not be. And stray. I'd be like, "Eh, okay, I get it. Yeah, Yeah. that's fine. Horizon. I'd be like, holy shit. That would blow my fucking. I I honestly be happy for a gorilla to be honest. Sure. No, it'd be, it'd be (laughs) awesome. But that's the only one I think that would like blow my mind. Yeah. Uh, Plague Tale, I would just feel ignorant on. I'd be like, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it kind of sucks because, like, that, I literally, the, out of all these, that's the least amount of knowledge I have here. Yeah. Because, like, even with Xenoblade, I it may not have played it, but I've seen, I, I follow anime online. So, yeah. That kind of falls in there. Yeah. So, I've seen some stuff on that. Yeah, for sure. 
But yeah, I think we agree. It'll likely be Elden Ring or God of War. Yeah, and I uh, think so. We've emphasized that uh, they all deserve it. So we will see. Um, but yeah, we won't pick what we think should win. Um, you'll have to come back for that when we have our full conversation. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to try and get everybody on and have that full discussion. So make sure to join us. But uh, do you have anything else to say? Nope. Let us know in the comments what do you guys think about uh, your thoughts on the nominees, the categories, who do you think will win, who do you think won't win. Uh, is there a category you think they should have? Uh, is there a category you think they should get rid of? I don't care about the esports stuff. They should just have like an esports uh, awards show maybe. I don't know. Um, but, I, you know, it's part of gaming. So I get it. Jeff Keighley wants to make sure everybody feels like. I thought it's bigger and bigger know, every year. I just think yeah, I just don't sure. think me and you are the demographic. So. We're not. We're not. Yeah. But every time we discuss it every year, I'm just like. Sure. We could just skip it. But at the same time, it's a little fun to just kind of like see what's going on there yeah. a little bit and go, okay, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let me know everything, you think, though, in the comments when it comes to uh, the Game Awards. And uh, are you looking forward to it? And what do you hope to see when it comes to uh, game reveals? And. Yeah, join us on Thursday. All right, it's that time again where we read your comments and reply to them. If you want your comment read for sure, type in hashtag AskTLG or uh, hashtag TastyCast. Uh, I'm going to have to take some headshots for you something. Uh, <laughs> that uh, It helps finding the comment, and I will prioritize your comment and make sure it gets read uh, as long as it's you know appropriate for YouTube. Um Otherwise, I pick a random. So if your comment doesn't get read and you're like, what the fuck, dude? You didn't read my comment? Type in hashtag STLG or hashtag something so I can find it and uh, I will read it uh, first. So we did a review for God of War Ragnarok. We did a full spoiler talk. So hopefully you either watched it or played the game all the way through before you joined us or you didn't care that we uh, spoiled it for you. But we had a really good conversation. Uh, I'd like to see more people watch that one because I think it was a really good uh, discussion we had. We had Josh back for it. Uh, we all finished the game uh, so we could talk about it in detail and uh we really talked about it we almost went three hours talking about god of war ragnarok <laughs> but uh it's it's one of the two games we think is going to be game of the year yeah. it deserves it we probably should have did the same for elden ring but uh we didn't so um but i love that game so if you need to know what i think of it uh it's, it's a fantastic game um so yeah let's go through some comments uh the first one i'm gonna read does have light spoilers in it so uh maybe skip ahead uh a little bit if you're worried about uh some of the stuff this guy says he essentially says some of the the boss fights that he liked but maybe you don't want to hear about those so i'm warning you but uh anyway this is from the metal metal helica uh 214 uh says hashtag tastycast i fucking loved this game it's been a very long time since a game has moved me the way this one moved me like literal goosebumps a lot to contribute a little to your talk the and please contribute we love the comments uh the funnest boss for me was grom the most satisfying was heimdall uh and the best was thor both times atreus quests bugged me a bit because they were way slower paced and especially when you just finished an all-out brawl with Kratos. Uh, Y'all forgot the second most Chad ever in the game, and that's Berger the Wanderer in Vanaheim, who sacrifices himself when you all escape with Freyr. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about that. That shit had me hyped and had to do this side quest immediately after. My main gripe is that I still find Atreus boring, and I completely get the grief Sindri went through because I lost a very close friend who I grew up with and was a brother 
just this year. Sorry to hear that. Uh, that really fucking sucks. Sure. Um, and we both played God of War 2018, and we were both looking forward to this one. Yeah, that I. I sorry about your loss. Uh, I give this game a complete 9.5 out of 10. A solid fucking A grade game. Well, we graded as well. Hopefully, you guys uh, had a chance to watch this. Um, but uh, I mean, it's definitely an A range game. Nine point five out of ten is huge. So you definitely really liked it. Um, it's really interesting because I keep hearing a lot of people saying that they didn't like the Atreus parts that much. Uh, I feel like I'm the only one who. I'm not saying I'm the only one who liked him. I feel like I was the most positive about these because uh, everyone's like, I didn't like doing those. It was kind of linear. The pacing was weird. It's too easy, stuff like that. Um, I thought the gameplay was fun. It was easy for sure. Like I said in our review, I never was like, oh, fuck, am I going to be able to beat these guys? Like I was just flying around, shooting people, doing quick moves. I thought his skill tree was a lot of fun. Uh, the gameplay was a good mix of like melee and like distanced uh, uh, combat. Um, but it's it's really interesting to hear how many people just weren't into it. Um but you're you're uh, specific about the Atreus uh, quests uh, bugged you a bit, so maybe maybe you still like the story segment of that. Uh, but I get where you're coming from when you say that uh, you know you're doing this after an all-out brawl with Kratos, um, especially when you're playing God of War. You're here for Kratos. You want to play as Kratos. They they pull the old switcheroo like Raiden uh, from Salt Snake. You're like, what the fuck? Why am I playing this guy? Um, so I get that for sure. I think it's fair completely. Um, and yeah, uh, let's see. We did not talk about that guy though, for sure. But you reminded me and I remember that was a really cool part in the game. Um, and then I'm glad you kind of added with the, uh, the bosses cause there's a lot of them and they're all really cool spectacles. Um, Grom was awesome. Uh, Heimdall for sure. And, uh, yeah, I thought Thor was definitely a standout, um, but they definitely made him that way, like on purpose. They really wanted him to be likable. Um, I, like we discussed though, and I won't say it, I thought it was really interesting how they uh, dealt with this character. I'll just put it that way. Just watch, uh, for anybody watching this who didn't watch that, I don't want to talk about it too much. So Yeah. I don't really have much to add to that. I, I agree with what you said. Um, I also think, uh, you, like you you said um, we didn't really talk about that guy, but um, the follow-up quest, um, which is a running theme in the game. So if you have not played the game, the side quests are very connected to everything going on. Um, But there's a side quest that um, gives you some more on, on that guy. So uh, totally recommend doing. Um, And then, yeah, like, you know, was already expressed, you know, sorry for your loss. That's, that's uh Something obviously that is uh, not easy to go through, especially when you have, like you have brought up here, this this connected uh, point of interest. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I just have no idea like how to relate to that, um, mm-hmm. but it is awful. The, you played a forum, though. Yes. You played the game forum. Um, and then, yeah, I the rest of it, I just kind of agree with what you said already. So Yeah. Glad you liked the game a lot. It's uh, definitely a very well-made game, and uh, I think a lot of people really loved it. It's uh, it's one of those games that you celebrate in gaming. All right, thank you for the comment. Uh, the Metal Helica 214. 
I'm like looking at all the letters. I'm like, I said that right, right? All right. So next comment we got is from Tom B saying, I mostly agree with all that is said, but regarding the modern dialogue, I have to say that I played the German version and it's by far the better version in that regard. Hard to explain, uh, but because German is also European, they chose better words in line with how people spoke back then. Great review, great game. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed the review. I also agree it's a great game, and that's a very interesting thing you bring up because um, I don't speak German. I didn't play the game in German, but it's interesting that the tone can change based off the translation of the game because uh, if, in case you guys don't know what he's referring to, we kind of talked about how sometimes, specifically me and Josh, um, the dialogue went from feeling like more authentic fantasy old school to sometimes very modern if some not sometimes feeling kind of marvely like marvel mm-hmm. movies uh almost sitcommy uh you know quips and stuff like that and it's not a deal breaker but it's just something that was noticed something maybe changed in the writing the writer's room new writers maybe a writer changed the way they wanted to do it this time around uh, maybe the director was like hey Let's change it up a bit. I don't know what happened. But uh, but this was something that, that we felt when we played the game. And so um, it's interesting that, you know, maybe that kind of writing doesn't translate into German very well. Uh, maybe, you know, to make it, uh, you know, more understandable, um, they change it up. Maybe that's not popular over there. Um, so it's it's just really interesting to hear that it's uh, it doesn't feel that way in German. So. Really, really interesting. I mean, I don't really know what to, to say to this outside of like, I mean, that just sounds like localization to me. Um, yeah. I mean, I see it in anime all the time. Stuff gets brought over here and it's either they do a good job localizing it or a uh, onigiri gets turned into a jelly donut. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for the comment, Tom B. Always appreciate your comments. We got another comment from Jeremy Melinda saying, always love your videos, and I still believe you guys are so underrated. It's criminal. I also think that at this point, and uh, I appreciate that you think that as well, and I appreciate your support, and uh, I'm glad you enjoy what we do, and I I enjoy when you uh, hop in and join the conversation. So thank you for the support, and thank you for the comment. Have anything to add to that? No, I'm terrible at compliments, so just thank you for watching. Yeah. Um, another one from Ego Border saying, not another one, like as if, uh, but another compliment from Ego Border saying, great discussion, gentlemen. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I also think it was a really good discussion. Uh, as I, you know, it's not just me talking, it's all of us talking. And yeah. I think everyone brought a lot of really good stuff to the table. I think, uh, because, you know, the long form, uh, format of the conversation, we can really kind of deep dive on any little detail that we wanted to as we all spent many hours playing this game there's a lot to discuss even more than just the story so um, i'm glad you enjoyed it and thank you for the comment uh let's see there's one from let's see uh from flap flapjack daddy clap dummy thick pancake cheeks no syrup always love saying that name uh he says there was nothing about god of war that i didn't absolutely love Did you change your name back to that I don't know. It was something else, wasn't it? I don't know. This is the last one I remember. I don't remember if there's another one, but (laughs) 
uh, it's it's definitely a name. Um, and he also said another comment. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he was saying that he also is in the uh, the Atreus quest line stuff wasn't his favorite thing. So uh, very interesting. Um, but yeah, it's a great game. It's really hard to find something to dislike about it. Um, where's this one? Where's there's another one I'm going to read? Maybe it's this one. This will be the last one. So Jeremy Melendo says, I don't know if you guys talked about potential game of the year yet, as I'm commenting before watching the video, but as someone who played both God of War and Elden Ring and got the platinum for both, I wholeheartedly believe that God of War deserves game of the year. It just does everything right and takes everything from 2018 and turns it up to 11. Elden Ring was more of the same, but in an open world setting. Uh, this is coming from someone who has played all Soulsborne games, starting from the original Demon Souls on the PS3 to Sekiro and Elden Ring. I'm a hardcore from soft fan, but the Santa Monica uh, dev team definitely deserves this award. Let's be real. Well, I can't comment on what I think of that yeah. because we have to have this discussion. So I hope you understand. But I wanted to read your comment because um, when we are approaching the official game of the year game awards, but also everyone talking about what their favorite game was of 2022 it's an interesting insight on you are in the area of going well god of war or elden ring but you've picked a side pretty easily it seems and where you value god of war ragnarok uh, more than elden ring um, and at least you have played plenty of soulsborne games i've also played all of them so i uh i feel you on that and uh that evolution um and uh and I do think also that God of War Ragnarok is the last game turned up to 11. I think they took everything that worked in the last game and made it even better. Uh, one thing I, I would like to throw out there, though, just to kind of add some uh, a counterbalance, uh, counterweight, is uh, uh, it's interesting you say that, that one is just the last couple games but open world and one is the last game turned up to 11, whereas I see some other people saying that even Josh in this review said that God of War Ragnarok felt like God of War 2018 2.0. Um, that it kind of felt like he DLC. That, yeah. He said it felt like DLC. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that said a lot as well. So it's very interesting um, to see that there are people who appreciate these games, but on different levels. I also, just from a wording standpoint, saying... And, and I'm not trying to change your opinion. I've just, it, the sentence um, is funny to me saying that um, takes everything from 2018 turns up to 11 and then saying it's more of the same, but an open world setting is almost the same sentence with different um, emotions behind it, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a, just to throw that out there. Yeah. Well, he's saying one though is, um, is upping the ante and the other one is changing the the but, formula but they're also both they're also both saying mm -hmm. they're like what they've done before the, yeah the, with slight changes like that's, that's basically what they, they're coming down to if you boil them down yeah um, and i'm not saying obviously it's your opinion you think what you want um it's just a funny sentence to me is all i'm saying hmm. um but yeah, I like that you have already made up your mind. You've played both games quite a bit. You said you platinum both. Mm. Um, you have experience with both series. Uh, and uh, it seems like you're pretty confident in what you think on this. So uh, I like it. I like that uh, that you've made your decision. And uh, yeah, quick question, though. If you if you watch this segment, this part, um, 
if since you've already picked your game of the year, what would be your two runner ups? I would save that for when we do our full episode and definitely bring it to that episode. But uh, because we are just continuing your uh, comment, let me know because I'm kind of curious. Like, obviously, it sounds like Elden Ring maybe would be one of your runner ups. But is there another game that you think kind of competed with God of War or is God of War just like that good? I'd be curious to know your your answer on that. Um, and yeah, I think that's going to do it. Thank you, everybody who commented. Again, ha- uh, hashtag AskTLG on your comment. If you'd like to for sure have your comment read and replied to, otherwise I pick at random. But that's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast, episode 178. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on our streams and socials linked down below. Check out our Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us in audio form. And uh, I have a TikTok link down below if you'd like to watch my shorts that I create uh, a couple times a week. And yeah, we have a Patreon. If you'd like to support the channel more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing, if you're brand new, I've been Seth. This has been Chevy. Thank you for joining me, Chevy. And thank you for joining us, everybody who watched this. And until the next episode, which will be at the very least the Game Awards on Thursday, uh, have a good one, guys, and take it easy. Mm-hmm.